podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. Good morning, good afternoon, good evening, and welcome to episode 437 of Film Bastards. My name is Ian Loring, and as always, I'm joined by... Matt Foster, hello everybody. And Becky Foster, hello everyone. Hello, hello. Uh, hope everybody's uh, safe and okay and whatnot. Um, coming up on this week's show, uh, we... Uh, it's quite a variety of main reviews, to be fair, isn't it? Despite similarities in two of the titles. So <laughs> yeah. uh, we, we've got um, the the new Pixar um, kind of subtle as a sledgehammer uh, <laughs> uh, coming of age film uh, turning red. Um, we've got um, Sean Baker's Simon Rex starring subtle as a sledgehammer, Red Rocket. Um, and we've also got Ryan Reynolds um, uh, being Saki to himself um, in the Adam Project. Uh, we'll also have uh, some news uh, trailers, what we've been watching. Um, we are podsyndicate.com. Uh, go there for other like-minded shows, uh, such as the Iron Sequel, Chin Stroker vs. Punter, Entertainment Landfill, um, his f- uh, film, Her Movie. Um, and the rewatch project um, and uh, Patreon. Uh, so we're taking a break from the uh, Patreon marathons this week. We'll talk about the uh, the voting uh, in a little bit. Uh, but Patreon.com forward slash Film Bastards two dollars a month for um, early um, uh, access to the shows and bonus content, including our completed last week men doing their jobs really fucking well. Michael Mann marathon. Uh, so yeah, there we go. Um, so, uh, as I said pre-recording, I'm just going to rip the band-aid off here. Um, uh, today, it, uh, as we record, it was kind of made uh, public um, that uh, co-host of Mondo Movie and uh, fucking fantastic dude um, Dan Orty passed away this uh, this past weekend. Um Without Dan Orty, I never would have started podcasting. Um, and uh, I've said my bit on Twitter and Instagram and whatnot. It, it, it is uh, an insane shame. Um, uh, the, the cancer is just the biggest fucking prick. Um, and he was gone far, far, far too soon um you know we 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 we, we've talked on the show about um people passing away and how you know they lived a good life and whatnot dan lived a good life for the years that he lived them and he didn't have enough of them uh it's just incredibly unfair yeah absolutely um again similar i think i think a lot of us that are part of um the the film community that was that was born out of um Twitter that have gone on to sort of do podcasting and bits like that. I, I think a lot of us have a connection um, to Mondo Movie as like a, a starting mm-hmm. inspiration. You know, it was one of the first um, movie podcasts um, I listened to. Um, you know, it, it was great having something there that kind of did 
films that were outside of you know what was what was generally sort of available and a little bit kind of different um, from there. Um, and then you know, you know, getting chatting to, to to Dan and bits like that. And then you know, you you, you know, meeting Dan in real life and becoming kind of you know not that people that you meet online and over Twitter aren't friends, but face to face, you know, face to face and becoming you know. Yeah. That that level of friend with somebody is it, 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 it is a little bit different. Um, so you know it was had a lot of sort of good sort of connections with Dan over the years, um, and like I say, considered him a, a, a friend. Um, so it's it's quite hard things like this. You know, it's like you say, the forty one isn't is just is just not old enough for somebody no, at all. Um, that's there. Um, so. Yeah, it kind of. I think. I think. I, I think. I, I'd be. I don't think I'd be remiss to say it, it, it's kind of shaken us all a little bit, yep. to be honest. Um, and it's you know maybe these things should shake you a little bit. It shows that you that you give a shit um, about these things. So as as horrible it is to be shaken, it kind of makes you go. Do you know what? Maybe we need. I need to do this a little bit more. I need to do that a little bit more, and and kind of makes you reassess the way that you approach things a little bit. I think it's it's a great ind- indicator of the not just the the influence that he had, but the the type of guy that he was. That that people are so shaken by it, though. If I yeah, no comfort. But if, if 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 it was my if it was you, for instance, that this had happened to all the outpouring of sentiment and stuff online, it it would be comforting. One of the great things that I always thought about about Dan was the, he was in the. We talk about film Twitter quite a lot on this podcast, uh, mm-hmm. and and we, we you know we we're quite we're quite damning about it sometimes, aren't we? Um, and I think that I don't want to be that guy who goes who goes this was things were better in the old days, but genuinely. They were. <laughs> OG film Twitter was a beautiful. And thing. the thing is, with OG film Twitter um, that is there, the um, Dan and, and and Ben as well from from Mondo Movie were kind of like almost like fucking like superstars of it at the time. Yeah, Mondo Movie yeah. was a big deal, um, and mm-hmm. but neither of them um, were were gatekeeping of it. They, oh God no. They were very much. Um, they loved the Discord. They loved getting new people involved, and it wasn't. It wasn't just so that they could get their podcast numbers up or their engagements up or anything like that. No, they built it, a great community base. It, it was about that. It was about mm-hmm. building a community, and then that community of going and you know going to things like Fright Fest and sitting in the uh, the Imperial. Um, the weird thing was, you got to see. Sitting there at a table, um, me and you, Ian, did it numerous times with um, with Dan and Ben was um, living in the states by this this point. Um, but seeing the amount of people that would come over and sort of just chat to Dan, yeah. and yeah. be like, you, you met him was like, no, no, that's the literally the first time. What is it? Like um, and yeah, I remember the first time we got Dan on uh, the podcast to review. Um, Green Inferno, I believe, at uh, at Freight Fest, 
I yeah. believe me and you were like a little bit drunk but really excited to have one of the co-hosts mobbed up in the monkey at the time it was um, for that mm. um, so yeah it was it, it, he was you know he genuinely was just a, a fucking really great guy um, you know like I said about because I remember one time um, on a New Year's Eve when everyone else had gone to bed um, messaging Dan and me and Dan decided that we were both going to watch Frankenhooker <laughs> <laughs> at like half one in the morning on New Year's Eve and we're basically both sat there watching Frankenhooker just texting each other like a text commentary about Frankenhooker <laughs> for no reason whatsoever um, other than the fact that um, I think it was um, just after Leo had been born so we had like he was doing like the night time like bit <laughs> and so he was up shared love of hen and water yeah love it yeah I will my next tattoo that I will be getting at my next available opportunity will be the tattoo that I promised Dan I would get if he watched Point Break yeah which he did fucking hell and I would have got it by now but we've had a pandemic and most tattoo shops have been closed yeah so yeah, yeah so The uh, last thing I ever said to Dan, uh, the day that they announced that um, they were going to be bringing back Mondo Movie, um, feel free to pull quote me, having even a sniff of Mondo Movie back gives me a fantastic hard-on. The thoughts of it being real ruins all prospects my wife has of getting any sexual activity. (laughs) And I know he would have... Well, I mean, he said... he. he replied with ha ha ha, so and some other stuff. So I I, I know he enjoyed that, and like he's just very very gracious, and he like I I don't know. He just he always seemed very entertained by our presence, um, and um, uh, Dave um, Hall, who passed away a few years back, it was it was very much the same, yeah. and. Uh, they both made they both made me feel um, uh, very welcome, um, and yeah. uh, that's that's hard for me sometimes, you know. And they they did, yeah, yeah. that's it. They 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 were a, a great part of this this little community um, that we've got, and that I think it's fair to say is you know is incredibly important to us. Um. Yeah, and that's that's the, it's a it was a pleasure knowing Dan, um, and you know the fact that any time I was going through to London, one of the first people that I would message would be Dan saying fancy meet up for a drink. Yeah, and I don't think a single yeah. time I ever got a response saying, "Oh, sorry, I can't." No. Yeah. Every time it was, "Oh yeah, cool. I might just have to meet. Might just be a quick one. Might be like one." And there's a couple of times where it was just like one, but it was always one, nice always. One. Extended into, oh, I've gone in a taxi. <laughs> yeah, the L- London's a place that's going to be less exciting to go to in the future. Now that it's going to be just a little more, little bit more dull every time. Um, every time I go to London, now I think. Um, uh, fuck. Um, yeah. Uh, if they, if there's another life, I'm really fucking looking forward to seeing him again. Yeah, 
yeah, whatever whatever plane there is beyond this, yeah, it'll be cool to to high five and then spend eternity constantly chatting shit. <laughs> oh god, yeah, what? That'd be nice. Um, it will. Yeah, and uh, obviously thoughts go out to his family and um, and 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 Ben. Um, just incredibly fucking tough. Um, right, so. Ah, uh, movie news, movie news, movie, movie news. news. What um, has there been? What has there been? Let's uh, actually, I tell you what. Let's let's talk about let's swing back round to the pa- uh, uh, patron stuff now because uh, uh, give me something to focus on for a second. Um, sorry, folks. Um, so uh, we asked uh, on the show last week for uh, ideas for um, the next patron marathon. And uh, we've had a few. We've uh, boiled them down to uh, four to like be able to do a Twitter poll. Um, and uh, my phone's just decided to go to my employer's uh, employee login page for some reason. Sorry, bear with. Why the fuck did that happen? Right, okay, I'm back now. Um, uh, right, so um, what we are uh, propositioning to you lovely listeners if i can use such provocative language uh is sergio leone bong jun ho paul verhoven's english language films and that crazy cat terry malik <laughs> so uh what we will do is uh i'll put up the uh uh, I'll put up the Twitter poll, uh, give it a good few days to uh, vote on and whatnot. We'll announce the winner next week and we'll start the marathon the week after that. How's that for a slice of fried gold? We good with that, guys? I am very good with that. Just looking at what Paul Verhoeven's English language films are, fucking hell. <laughs> uh, yeah, and um, the, the Robocop 4K comes out next week, so it'd be a delicious reason to, uh, to, to get on that. But I, you know, I, I, I'm... I'm I'm all good. I'm all good with any of those choices. Uh, everything is uh, good by me. Yep. Uh, so, <laughs> one bit of news, uh, which is interesting: Netflix testing extra fee for subscribers sharing passwords. How the fuck do they know that? Or if they know that, why don't they just go? You can't share passwords. I think it's the introduction of like a in like a family plan. Oh, adding an extra subscriber will cost two thousand three hundred and eighty Chilean pesos, or about two dollars ninety seven. So what they're going to add like three dollars to the, the price of a subscription for having an extra subscriber? Yep. Wow, we. Yep. They've they've been trying to kind of. Um, essentially limit the expiring you know that they've started to put things into like the updated terms and conditions um about these things saying that you know that you can't share what is it um passwords and a lot of the time people got away with it by saying well what happens you know we have a household pass at household netflix and my kid goes to university they're still using that and netflix have always kind of been a bit like 
do you know what, technically that's a no, but we understand, but you giving your password to your mum who lives at another residence there and just letting her use your password, that's not really what we want. So they're kind of been trying to track the fact that you might have one password that's on three different permanent residences. Mm. But then again, if you've got a couple of kids and they're at university... Mm. It's a difficult one, isn't it? Because really, they should have to have their own fucking Netflix, but... It is. I think it's a way of them introducing this now, so that in a year's time, they can start introducing fines for people who are sharing their passwords. Yeah, yeah. But I mean, I'd I'd be happy enough with that if it's... I mean, how much is a Netflix subscription now? About a tenner? Yeah, God, they're just fucking... they're, They're raising the fucking... I think for the package I'm on, which is the... Like we'll suck you off if you ask. Package. Um, they'll. I think. I think they're going to be charging fifteen ninety nine a month going forward. Yeah, it's fifteen ninety nine a month. What is it now? Thirteen ninety nine a month. Thirteen. Like, but that... then, if 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 it's so, say it's going to be fifteen ninety nine a month, and we can pay an extra, say it's three quid for Isabel to use at a university. But she'd still be able to use at university. They're right with that. But even if that were the case, yeah. Rather and save her thirteen quid a yeah. month. You know, I think people would take that option, wouldn't they, to help their kids out? Yeah, it's that kind of thing, yeah. So that, cause that will be the next thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and I, I mean, like, kind of actually segueing, if it, that, that that price change, I mean, I, th- I think we've said in the past that it, it's like the amount of subscriptions you have these days, it's basically like paying the same as you would for, like, Sky or Cable, yeah. you know, and it it, it is... Plus also that, that is becoming well yeah i mean yeah, that, that you guys do uh, uh um we've been, we've been used to non linear tv watching for a number of years in this household whether my family like it or not um <laughs> uh but it, it, you know you look at disney plus and i think they're 7.99 a month at the moment and then netflix is going to be 15.99 a month and like i i, I Personally, I'm getting to the point where it's like I might downgrade my Netflix because you know what? The 4K Netflix isn't really that great anyway. Mm. Like the quality of the streams on Disney Plus and Apple TV are far better and they just chuck that in as no additional cost. Mm. That That's the thing with net, Netflix. They'd be better off going like here's a one size fits all fee and get every fucker paying thirteen ninety nine a month. Mm. Instead of like some people paying a tenner, some people paying fifteen ninety nine, just do you that? I mean, you know, there must be business reason behind it, but I'm surprised because Netflix are like the only ones who do that. Yeah, the thing is, because it, they know that nerds will pay more for better quality content. We will, yeah. But, uh, I mean, this is the thing. I'm, I'm fucking saying that I will. I'm thinking of not paying for the better quality content well, because yeah. it's not better quality enough. And also, I'll, look, I'll be honest. Like Donna, she can tell the difference in quality between things, but she wouldn't be saying to me, why the fuck can't I watch Stranger Things in 4K anymore? Ian, you've got a small dick and I don't love you anymore. This was the last straw. How much? I don't want to have that conversation. (laughs) How much is the regular package? It's like a tenner. Um, I don't know about five inches. <laughs> <laughs> if I if I made the decisions on our Netflix account, there is no way we'd be paying for the higher one. 
right. See, that's the thing. Oh, so maybe that was, that was a thinking. really good joke. <laughs> oh, cheers. Um, but, no, I mean, that, God, yeah, this is... But I'm thinking about it now. I, God, this fucking show's like therapy sometimes. It's great, but for really nerdy shit. Um, thinking about it now, I barely watch Netflix. I'll no, watch this... a Netflix original movie... This but, is the thing. My mm. issue that I have with, with Netflix and with Prime and with Disney Plus is a a weird sense of FOMO. Because mm-hmm. um, we also have now as well, but we have that included because of the, the football package that we have for that. So they're like the big... They're the big four that you have in this country anyway, aren't they? Yeah. And my thing is, I don't want to... I don't want to be able to I, I go, oh, I want to watch Blair and not be able to go onto it. But the thing is... The content's so spread about, isn't it? That's... I think it's become, yeah, it's become far too spread about. Mm. that you, you, you end up... I, don't, I, I can't be, and I know I'm not the only person who does this, but when they go on a Netflix, for instance, and we've been champions of Netflix for a number of years. I don't see it. Um, but I can't be the only person that goes on it and scrolls through about five or six different rows going, right, all right, this is the same... Out of these 30 movies that are on this row, mm. 10 of them have been in the past three rows I've been in. Yeah. How is something mm. in action, adventure, and lesbian dramas at the same time? Lesbian vampire killers? Bound? Okay, you clearly never seen no, that film. Bound. No, I haven't. No, <laughs> no, it's got James Corden in it, hasn't it? Yeah, it has, I would yeah. absolutely never watch it then. Yeah. Um, but yeah, it, it's. I'm getting to the point a little bit where I, I, I do scroll through it sometimes and think, "Why the fuck am I? Why, you know, this this is getting a bit crap now." I think the only one that's individually really good is Disney Plus. Genuinely, I think you? I'd agree with that. You know, yeah. Stars coming out of Disney Plus or Star, which one it is? Mm. Star coming out of Disney Plus saved it for me. Oh yeah, when it's all just Disney content, it's not. But like the the package of Disney Plus and Star, yeah, is you could go on Netflix and not be able to find anything to watch. You could go on Prime and not be able to find anything to watch. Even if what you really wanted to watch was there, you still won't be able to no, fucking find it because no. it's shit. The user interface is yeah. fucking awful on Prime. But you could you, you can go on Disney Plus and you will find something that yeah. you want to watch. Because it's eclectic, they've got a really big catalogue. I still don't think the catalogue's all... big enough. I think they need, it's not big enough. They no. need to drop more shit onto they it. They do, they do. And I think it'll probably be a working process. Because haven't they got all the Fox stuff? There's all the Fox stuff stuff, and there's all the Touchstone stuff that they keep dropping out. Yeah, in bits. In, in, in little crumbs. But I'd like them to throw a fucking loaf at it every now and again. The problem is there, though, you'll see something that you want to watch, but you'll see ten things you want to watch, and then by the time you've got through five of them, you might have forgotten the other five, but by dropping it bit by bit, it's like, oh, that's come on, that's come on, that's come on. It, do you know what, there is, there is a kind of, the delayed gratification of it, there, there, is, <coughs> it does work. There is another thing, though, to play devil's advocate on this. Go on. Uh, with, 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 with all the streaming services. I, I do think there is a point where, there is, where we are reaching a saturation point, and the fact that... Um, we're getting whatever HBO Max will be in this country um, later on this year. So that'll add things into that as well. But as well, these services 
are they are there predominantly and it's a similar thing to the whole um, cinema thing is they are there predominantly for people who maybe who watch series and maybe watch two films a week Mm. to the obsessive fuckers like us who will watch three to five films a week yeah you burn through any new stuff you burn through the new stuff a lot quicker so there is there is is something new and everyone will be really excited about it but you've seen it in the cinema yeah. See, we have that problem with now, don't we? Mm. With the with the movies package on now, it's like, oh, Blas dropped. Yeah, fucking saw it. Oh, I one hundred percent cancelling now as soon as the Oscars are done, and I'll just pick it up for a month when it's the Oscars next year. Do not need now at all, and also the fucking quality shit as well. Yeah. Now is really expensive, and the quality is bollocks. Mm. Yeah, it, it, it is. It, it, it is. It is poor. The fact that sometimes stuff on now will be in seven twenty rather than ten eighty is a bit. Mm. I feel like we've got quite a good deal with ours, though, haven't we? We've, we've, got, our, we've got a decent deal with ours, so uh, it, 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 it's got there. Got internet, as, and then you with your fucking football. It, it's there as an extra for us, mm. um, but but now I, I often forget that we have now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh, the only reason why. Sorry, no, sorry, guys. No, it's because like the only reason why I remember that I've still got now is when I'm searching on Apple TV for a film and it's like, oh, open in the Now TV app. And it's like, oh, all right, yeah, I'll watch it in there. It's like the odd occasion where I want to watch a random fucking film and it's on Now, like uh, Candyman. You know, it was like, I, I, I thought, shit, I'm going to have to rent this. No, it was on Now. Yeah, that's it. It looked like shit. <laughs> I think the... I only remember I've got it when I, I've got to just watch. Mm. If we think about, oh, do you fancy watching Blah? And it's a film that we know we just picked out a film rather than scrolling. Yeah, yeah. <coughs> and, go, and I'll go, we'll go, right, we'll put it in just watch. And it'll go, oh, it's, on, it's on now. Yeah. <laughs> there we go. Yeah. Oh, but again, that's shitty to use. Now. Mm. Yeah, it is. Yeah, yeah. I I don't know. Like, I'm, 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 I'm very back on the physical media train at the moment and uh yeah i don't know like 10 20 years down the line when all these street there's like fucking 50 streaming services and you can't find the thing you gotta watch i'll have it on a shelf and i'll just be like fuck you do you know what will happen also probably in our loft do you know what randomly will happen (laughs) right (laughs) without anybody noticing right what will happen is in Within the next seven to eight years, I'm not even going to say ten years, within the next seven to eight years, what will happen is all of these streaming services will get to the point of where they're going, um, they're saying to each other, right, we're kind of saturating the market here. We're, you know, everything's kind of dipping down a little bit. And, you know, we're, we're all fighting with each other. What if we kind of grouped together and sold it as like a group package like an entertainment package yeah mm. and basically it will just end up being where everyone will sit there about about a year after it's happened with their package that they pay 60 quid a month or 70 quid a month for that has their sport on it that has netflix that has prime that has all of these things together and they'll go this is cable, isn't it? We've just bought cable again. We've just bought cable, <laughs> but it's through the internet. We've bought cable. Yeah. 
Yeah, well, that's that's kind of what Sky used to be. If you had like the Sky World package, Sky was cable. Yeah, it was just what cable is in this country. You could just watch every fucking thing. Hmm. Like the, the the package that was available when we first took it out in the way back when, which was literally, it was called Sky World, wasn't it? And yeah. It was every fucking channel, all the kids' channels, movie channels, sports channels. Forty pounds a month it was. Oh, it was when we took great, it out. It? Yeah, and yeah, and it it, it was just everything. Hmm. And then they, then everyone's taken their own little fucking chunk, haven't they? Yep. And now they're all shit individually, so you have to have all of them. Yep. Mm. Apart from Disney Plus. Um, <laughs> nice. Um, so, yeah, I. Oh no, I lost my train of thought. Sorry. Right, moving on. Um, streaming, fucking dickheads. Please don't make it like cable. Um, <laughs> but you're gonna, you mm-hmm. bastards. Um, okay, so trailers. <laughs> I I don't feel like there's been many, but I, also, are you going to prove me wrong? Uh, there's not been many. There's not been many, now. There's been like two okay. that we've got. Three. There's a new uh, Sonic the Hedgehog 2 trailer. Oh, I've not watched that then. It's, it, it's a Sonic the Hedgehog 2 trailer. I mean, I'm already in for that one. Yeah, so no, that's it. To watch it. Uh, I'm actually quite looking forward to Sonic the Hedgehog I 2. Am. I am. It looks fun. And stupid. Yeah, I'm. I, uh, I'm. I'm looking forward to the the hectic release weekend coming up in a couple of weeks' time, where it's uh, Sonic Two, Morbius, uh, the bad guys, that DreamWorks one, and there's something else as well. And I swear we mentioned there it is, last there's week. Like, there's like another one. There's like four on the like, same day, isn't there? Yeah. Um, oh, fuck, it's a right random it? one that's grouped in with those as well that probably shouldn't even be there. Yeah, I, uh, fucking, where are you? Sonic there, job two. Uh, uh, come on. Come on, you fucker. Where are you? Sonic two, the bad guys. Oh, is it before? Oh, no, Morbius, that is it. What the fuck? But there was something. Something's moved. Something might be out on Netflix on the same day. No, the bubble, the bubble, the bubble. Yeah, that's it. That was it. That was it. So that is going to be a fucking wild week. And we literally only talked about that last week. Uh, yeah, Sonic 2 looks fun, doesn't it? Yeah. Like, straight up, like, just very unapologetic fun. And, oh, just the idea of having, like, two or three films out that you want to see in the same weekend. It's been a while. Yeah. That's, it's just... It just looks pretty. I'm just looking forward to watching Sonic on like a fucking Sunday morning in the cinema with a bunch, you know, surrounded by like a bunch of kids that are going to be really, really fucking enjoying it. <laughs> um, the watch or watcher, I think it's just called, isn't it, Bex? Yeah, I think this looks all right. Um, Michael Monroe, yeah, it? quite like Michael Monroe. She's in the guest, isn't she? She, she seems like an actress that should have done a little bit more. Maybe she's just trying to make good choices. She made it follow us. Yeah, she did make it follow us. Oh, shit. <laughs> but that was before the guest. Maybe she's trying to make better choices. It was after the guest. Eh? It was after the guest. Was it? Yeah. Yeah. 
There was something she was in, like, that I watched last year. Was she in L? In, in what? L, the Verhoeven movie. What, Micah Monroe? Yeah. Really? Wasn't Maybe. she the friend? Did that fart just come through on Mike? No, it didn't. Okay, that's good. Um, no, I'm, I'm thinking of Greta. Sorry. Ah, oh, that's right. Yeah. Yeah, she was the friend in Greta. Yep. Yeah, there we go. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm gonna watch it, uh, rewatch it, fellows, at some point because Under the Silver Lake fucking owns. Yeah, uh, I can't help but feel that maybe third time will be the charm with it. Follows. I wanna, I kind of wanna set up a mini prestige horror that I thought was a bunch of wank the first time round festival and see what I make of them. <laughs> I could get involved in that, yeah. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Like, I've got that fucking Blu-ray of the director's cut of Midsommar, which is still in its cellophane. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I could I could get involved in that, yeah. We'll see yeah, if man. I do that. Yeah. Um, and then the other one is Memory. A, what looks on its surface like a generic... Oh, it's Liam Neeson doing another one of those Liam Neeson movies that he said three years ago he wasn't going to do anymore yeah. and has made six since. Um, mm. But this one's got Monica Bellucci, uh, Guy Pearce, Ray Stevenson in it and he's directed by Martin Campbell. Martin Campbell's an interesting one, though. Like, his recent career, did he do The Protégé? That, um... He did, yeah. Yeah, that's the thing. It's like he's the he's an odd one. Before that. Yeah, that's right. Yeah, the, uh, who was that? Was that Jackie Chan? Jackie Chan, Pierce yeah. Brosnan. Yep. That, yeah, he's. I don't know. He just he he seems to have just turned into like I don't know, like the director of fucking Casino Royale. You know, like he's he knows he knows what he's fucking doing. Mm-hmm. What's he doing with these films? Um, I think Green Lantern hit hard. <laughs> yeah, I mean, that's, I suppose, yeah, I suppose so. I mean, God, it, he's a fucking career. Let's take a look at this then. I mean, you've God, got... yeah, it really did. He's yeah. done. He's not done a lot since twenty ten, has he? Or nope. eleven? Yeah. No, really, a, a realistic like movie movies. Um, the Foreigner, uh, the Protege. That's it. Wow. Yep. Well, that's that, that, that's brutal. <laughs> I know a film about a f- an assassin that's got like early stage dementia. Though seems like it could be an interesting storyline. Yeah, it does. It, 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 it you watch it going. I know it looks like one of those Liam Neeson films, but I've enjoyed some of those Liam Neeson <laughs> films. <laughs> so I might God, enjoy this Liam fuck- Neeson film. <laughs> Is he nearly 80? Who? Am I reading that right? 1943, he was born. Martin Campbell? Yeah. That's what IMDb says. That doesn't feel right to me. I don't know, maybe. Martin Campbell's 78. That's blowing my mind a little bit. Yeah, that... 
Is he really? Yeah, he is. Yeah, he is. Well, I, I don't know. I mean, like, fair play to him. God, there's a photo of him on Wikipedia from 10 years ago where he does not, not look, look like he's 68 in that. Nope. What? I mean, he's very well preserved. <laughs> yeah, that's bonkers. Fuck me. That guy's 68. He doesn't look like that much older than my boss. Oh, man, I'm going to show... I might have to show Lee that tomorrow. Wind him up. <laughs> um, uh, but... Yeah, that... Well, I mean, fair play to him, man. Dude's in his late 70s. Go ahead, make some fucking film about Liam Neeson losing his memory. Good. I'm glad you're still working. Yep. Yeah, that's it. You know, fair, fair play. Fair play to you. Um, yeah, oh, I have, yeah. a bit of, I have a bit of news, actually, to throw out there that, that made me laugh. Um there um so i'm waiting to think of it ridley scott right now is making napoleon movie starring joaquin phoenix what a fucking picture right so the minute i i heard that and saw that image and processed that my brain you know occasionally your brain goes to a strange place do you know my brain went to you know the bit in ted where he goes to try and get a job and he just insults the guy who's interviewing him. Right. My brain literally went, that's a little bit like I imagine what happened when Ridley Scott went in to try and make The Last Jewel. <laughs> Expecting to just get shot down and then go, yep, fair enough. <laughs> and then he's gone in with Napoleon and done exactly the same thing. And they've gone, all right, yeah. And he's, and he's walked out and gone, how do I keep getting this money to make these movies? <laughs> I mean, it's kind of like Ridley Scott, but... It is! It's bonkers! No! Ridley Scott... Sorry. I don't think... Well, I think think if Napoleon made $8, I think still, like, three weeks later, Ridley Scott would have another $200 million fucking epic (laughs) pencil thing. Oh, we need to watch The Last Jewel, don't we, at some point? Yes. Ridley Scott... 100% 100% walked into the studio's office and went, got an idea for you. Get the image of Napoleon in your mind. Yep. Yeah. Get the image of Joaquin Phoenix in your mind. Yep. Yeah. Put a Napoleon hat on Joaquin Phoenix. <laughs> Here's $100 million. <laughs> he looks... He literally looks exactly what I would imagine Napoleon to look like, and it's very entertaining. It looks so grumpy. I, I'm going to be. Been doing the rounds as well, don't they? Sorry. He looks so grumpy in that picture that's been doing the rounds. Oh, it does. He looks fucking glorious. <laughs> I, I, I can't wait. He's just going to be an angry short king for two and a half hours. Yep. I love the Great films stuff. currently called Kitbag. <laughs> yeah, they're fucking renaming that shit. Oh fuck yeah! <laughs> even though, even though, even though, I wouldn't be surprised if Ridley Scott was like, "No, you're fucking calling it Kitbag." And I think, I think it's Apple, isn't it? So yeah, uh, yeah wouldn't surprise me if Ridley Scott just one day went Kitbag Part Two. What? There isn't a Part One. I don't give a shit. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and when somebody asks about it, you go, Kitbag Part 2, there isn't a Kitbag Part 1. Yeah, fuck you. 
He's a bit salty. <laughs> he's fucking great. He's kind of... The thing is, he's Ridley Scott. So fair enough. Yeah. You know, the guy fucking still... He's still knocking him out. You know. And fair fucking play. He's Ridley Scott. <laughs> nah, that motherfucker just thinks he's a shark and he's manifested it. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Oh, fuck. Sorry, that was my, my little... It just, it just tickled me that he's still... That, yeah. yeah. That when people go, oh, you know, a few a few, a few, few knocks and that's it, and Derek's career's over like Martin Campbell. No, it's not. <laughs> not from Wrigley, it's not. Oh, man. Bloody hell. Um, cool. Okay. Uh, that's it for trailers, I think, yeah? Yep. Cool. Um, oh, I, I think there was a new Fantastic Beasts one maybe last week, which was fine. Um, <laughs> the movie that literally, there are so many people just be like, do we have to? <laughs> it, it it does make me laugh that they've just gone, oh, fuck it, just taken to Hogwarts. <laughs> Like, yeah, that's um, yeah, it's funny. Um, okay, so let us begin with Red Rocket, uh, which is directed by uh, Sean Baker and stars Simon Rex, uh, Susanna Sun. Uh, Brie Elrod, uh, Brenda Dice, and Ethan Darbone. So, this is the story of Mikey Saber, who comes back to his uh, hometown and uh, kind of basically worms his way back into the life of his actually still wife. Um, but he senses an opportunity to get out of there and relaunch his uh, kind of porn career, but more as a porn mogul, where he meets a local donut shop employee, Strawberry, played by Susanna's son. So, Bex, um, what what's your kind of like, your, your, your thinking on Sean Baker's previous work? So, uh, he directed Starlet, which I've never seen personally, but also uh, Tangerine and the Florida Project. Um, so, oh, okay. So, as a Sean Baker novice, how did you take to his earthy filmmaking? Are they all like this? Kinda. I will not be seeking out his back catalogue. Take it you didn't like it. No, and the thing is, I can take not liking a film, not liking a single character in the film, if the film is good. But I didn't feel like it was. So it, it kind of kind of failed on every count for me. Hmm. Okay. 
Okay. I don't want to. I don't want to be too negative because part of it is that the the the, the story is, is icky and it's supposed to be icky, but I I don't need to dedicate five hours of my life to watching a story about some <laughs> icky drama. Yeah, yeah, it's a fucking fair comment that. Um, so Mark loves spending five hours of his life uh, dedicated to watching icky groomers. Um, so Mark, I'll, I'll, I'll send it over to you now, but so, um, so when, when Licorice Pizza came out, a lot of people were comparing the two. Um, and you know, either kind of saying like, well, well, you know, Red Rocket's got a relationship between an older guy and a younger woman and you didn't have a problem with that or vice versa. So we discussed Licorice Pizza a couple months back, and uh, I, I believe your viewpoint was I could see why people have got a problem with it, and yeah, but I, you know, still think that the quality of the film out, outshines that aspect. Um, when it comes to Red Rocket, it just the, the nature of the story kind of makes it more icky. Did you? find that there was worth to that um the natural story is <clears throat> is more icky uh in the sense that um that i don't think either of the characters just go take that to licorice pizza is a sense they are i don't think either of those characters is necessarily overtly using each other for nefarious means no um Whereas uh, in this, it, there's a very much a Mikey is very much in the sense deciding to groom her. And yeah, it's a conscious that. decision. It's a conscious decision, and he doesn't see anything wrong with that. You know, he is, um, you know, he's suitcase pimping up. That is the thing. The parts. Um, so, I, I think that the. It didn't seem to, people didn't seem to have as much of a problem with it in Red Rocket as they do in as they did with Licorice Pizza, and I find that a little bit weird. Is that possibly because she's seventeen though? Pardon? She's seventeen. She's seventeen, yeah. Uh, but also as well, I, I think there's a the fact is the story of this is calling out this guy. Yeah. Um, but then also as well it, he is the fulcrum of the film um, that is there you know it, it, is there any time we spend with this film without him, without him? I, I, I genuinely don't think there is no I'm trying to think no, it's, he's, it's, in a, it, he's in every he's scene he's in every scene yeah um, so yeah I, I think he's yeah, so, so we are we are Spending time with this guy. This is this is this guy's story. Um, it's there are no likable characters in it whatsoever. Um, I think that that can be a little bit of a vibe of um, the drug queen pin is probably the closest to a likable character. I yeah, saying something. Um, hmm. There's an element of the thing is I I actually quite. I quite enjoy Sean um, Baker's films. 
Uh, I haven't seen the Florida Project, though, to be honest. And I know you didn't get on with this Florida Project, did you, Ian? No, I mean, I I, I kind of wanted to give it another go. Um, but, yeah, I... It, 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 for me, it was bafflingly overrated, and it just felt like a look at him. He's telling it how it is, and he's like, it, it, like spending time in these real locations and with these real people, and kind of like the almost doc documentary kind of aspect to it. Um, I think people really, really, really liked that. It's interesting seeing the tide ever so slightly turn away from him now and people reassessing. But yeah, I, 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 I didn't think he was all that before it was cool, I suppose, mm. is a way of saying it. <laughs> yeah, there was an element that I had with this that I think you can tie back to previous Sean Barker movies um, of the... Um, somebody who's come from a more privileged position essentially poking fun at ridiculousness of people who don't mm. you know mm. there wasn't a single every every character in this movie is a fucking idiot well this is the same criticism we had of that awful Amy Adams movie wasn't it Oh yeah, well that that, that we, everybody has been proven to oh, be right shit. about that. Yes, rich people comment on poor people's lives, kind of. Thing. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. And the, the fact that I think now that that movie is something that everybody involved in it, from an acting point of view, will gladly go. Yeah, can we not talk about that after the guy who wrote it has come out as a massive prick? Oh, have they? <laughs> oh yeah, he's a. Full blown fucking card carrying Trump supporter. Yeah, he's like trying. He's trying to get uh, get the nomination to run for Senate for the Republicans for some fucking seat and yeah, and all sorts. Yeah, yeah, yeah real Trumpy. Kyle Rat, whatever his name is, the the, the, the the great kid who killed two people and maimed another one. Has called him an American hero and all this oh, lot. Yeah, so, yeah, that was it. That was it. Yeah. So yeah, so I think everybody associated with that are very much in a yeah. Can we just not talk about that film anymore? Um, so I'm not saying Sean Barker is anywhere near <laughs> that level. But there is a little bit of an element of everybody was kind of stupid. Yeah, everyone. Not just they're not just they're not just poor uh, or from a a vastly deprived area. Mm. They're all stupid. Yeah. With the exception, maybe, of the, the drug kingpin. But even her kids are stupid. Yeah. You know, they're, they're, they're ridiculous. They're caricatures mm. of it. And it, it, it felt a little bit... I don't know. The, the thing is, I overall, I actually quite enjoyed the movie. Because, partially because I think that the the central performances are quite... Fun. They're not good, though. I think they are. Okay. Um, I think uh, I think Simon Rex is 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 really good at this because it's difficult. I, I don't think I, I might be wrong here, but this is this this is the way that I look at it. I don't think that Sean. Or for me, I found it that Sean Baker is trying to get you to kind of almost feel sorry for him. I think it's wanting you to be if you go along with it, which you didn't. 
you go along with it that you are engaged enough and curious enough about him to go along with it, but ultimately you want him to fail. He's just an unequivocal piece of shit. Yeah, because he's, because he's an unequivocal piece of shit. Mm. So you're not watching the film where you would normally watch a film, yeah. rooting for the character. You're wanting to watch where, where his failure happens. Mm. And that is, that, yeah. that's the thing that gets you there. But you're not quite sure by the end of it if he is going to get his failure. Yeah, because I, mean, I, I don't know. This is the thing, isn't it? It's like um, if if your, your central character doesn't need to be likable, no. they just need to be interesting. And um, I, I I I think he's interesting, but mm. I I also like liked watching him way more when he was just doing his fucking monologues of bullshit like earlier on. And just like, I don't know, like there's one bit where he's just like, and you know, I had a business partner and, you know, I had a disagreement with him and he said, he said something and, you know, I got, I got a little mad and, you know, blah, blah, and it's, and it's just like, you just want someone to go like, what did you do? And just like drill down to, okay, what, why did you have the disagreement? And you say you got a little mad. So what does that mean? What did you do? Yeah. And just the way that absolutely every problem he's had is somebody <laughs> else's fault. And like I just, I, in that aspect, very much reminded me of the guy I used to manage, um, where like uh, like uh, try every fucking thing under the sun to just not admit, yeah, all right, it's me, I'm the problem, um, and that's that's him. But then when he just starts grooming her, it is just like I'm not, I don't want to see her fall under his spell, and she does, and. You know, just things like the um, dropping him off at that that house, and then like the third time she does it, he's um, like that woman comes out. He's like, "What the fuck?" And then like that's never really like brought up again, and it, that's fine because it's almost like a kind of like a slice of life. But I don't know. It just it didn't. It it, it gets bogged down in its scuzziness. Um, the, 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 yeah, there's, just, there's possibly wait, too many layers of scuzzy on top of it. He could have just yeah. had a relationship with the girl. He didn't have to be that he was going grooming her. That that was enough. Yeah, that he pursued the girl. It wasn't. It didn't have to then be. It felt a little bit almost like Baker was showing off with how. Yeah. A, 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 with with how far he was willing to go, but then I watch it going. Yeah, but I don't. You you you're willing to go to here here and here, but you're not you're never willing to go nasty with it. You're always still but wanting it's to just, be flirty. Yeah, yeah. It's just like when 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 she takes him to her house, and then they go. They, it, she opens up a bedroom, and it's all pink and whatnot, and it's all just like right. So this is we're just really cementing the point that she's fucking young. And then thirty seconds later, you're watching like a like topless sex scene with her, and it's just what am I supposed to? I, I I'm confused as to what I'm supposed to be getting out of this moment. Am I am I just supposed to feel like this is fucking icky? And if so, you've already done plenty in this film to make me feel icky. So 
you know, and I mean, obviously, we talk about how, how I get like uh, uncomfortable during like sex scenes and th- things like that, you know. But with with this, it's like it can't be there for titillation, surely. The what story point is it is it giving? Because we know that she's fucking him. So what's the point of that? I think maybe maybe on that one it's there's no way he can trick himself into thinking that she's not a little girl and yet he still fucks her and he still gets her to film it like just I think that's maybe just cementing the complete lack of self-awareness that he has or self-reflection yeah no fair fair play as like a comment on his character yeah no that's a good shout that's a good shout um, I don't know. It, it just like I say, before he meets Strawberry, I was I was quite enjoying it. I thought I thought it was funny, and I thought he was a cheeky fucker, but he was engaging. Mm. Um, and then you you get that, and you get the whole fucking subplot with um him basically causing that accident and his mate taking the fall, and then again that leads to nothing. And, it, and it, so it's a bit like, well, what what was the point of that then? And it, you know, it, it it's weird because the Florida Project and Tangerine have got this kind of like documentary kind of vibe to them, and they've got a story, but it's also kind of just like about the surrounding people. Red Rocket is trying to force the narrative in there more, but in doing that, it's also letting itself down because there are like narrative things that it opens up and it just doesn't really do anything with and i I don't know i mean is it but is it a comment on just like there are some people in this world who will just absolutely skate by on other people's goodwill and being charming and just be all right in the end Mm. i think i think that's an element of that is that he he starts the film in exactly the same place as he ends the film Mm. Now. Well, I mean, if if anything, if if the end of the film is act is not in his head, because you know, I think you could read it as that. Mm. I think then he's in a better. Yeah. Okay, all right, because because otherwise it's like, well, he's in a better position. He's successfully convinced this seventeen-year-old girl to run off with him, and he's going to get her doing porn. Mm. Mikey Saber wins, and I, I you know, I. I I, to be honest, I think I don't know. I don't know because like the, the fact that she comes out with barely anything on, and it is kind of an indication of it. Is this actually in his head? Is this what he's hoping to I see? Think, I, think, I think that very much is that it, that that's a Phoebe Kate's moment. I just have. God, I wanted. Yeah, I, 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 I think that was very much in his imagination. Just... You are. I think it was very yeah, much no, in his yeah. imagination. Do you know what would have been a better ending if a mum had just come out on the porch with a fucking shotgun yep. and cocked it at him? Yeah, it would have. Yep. Been. And then he just like like fucking runs off, yeah. and then the credits start. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it would have been. It, it's um, I the thing is, I enjoyed my time with it. It's way too long. You could have told exactly the same story in ninety minutes. Oh Jesus! Yeah, it doesn't need to be. Yeah. It doesn't need to be plus two hours. Um, and there's you know it, it's. Part of that was a little bit. Um, 
there was a little bit too much um, of, I think, going, oh, look, we're going to show... We're going to show his dick again. We're going to show his dick again. We're going to show some more fucking. We're going to show more fucking. We're going to show fucking. And you think they're going to go for a walk? We're going to fuck on that walk. We're going to do this, this, this. And it felt a little bit like, mm. do you just really enjoy filming fucking? Maybe. It did feel a little bit like that point. It feels a little bit trapped between, like, if his other films are more kind of slice of life, just observing style kind of show people's lives kind of thing. It feels a little bit trapped between that and trying to have a story. And it does neither well, but also because they try to cram both in, it takes fucking ages to get anywhere. Yeah, again, I, I think I enjoyed it overall. Uh, but if somebody turned around to me like you, Vex, and said, it's shit, I wouldn't be able to offer up a single defence yeah. of it whatsoever. I would be like, yeah. The thing is... The, the, the mental thing about it is, I, I've given it four out of five on Letterbox, right? But I'm going to say it's touching cloth because it's definitely, I can't say it's definitely not shit because it's, because it is a bit shit. But I actually enjoyed it. And not just because of the absolute sleaze of it, just because of, I think the performances are really quite good. See, I, I get your thing with like sleazy movies, but sleazy movies are generally supposed to be titillating. This is just fucking gross. It's a bit, yeah. yeah. It, 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 it's, I think the best phrase that we've all used at different times for it icky. is icky. Mm. <laughs> it is icky. But it's not even like... It's really like fucking like low-par icky. Like low-hanging fruit icky. Yeah, yeah. It's not even like... Like elevated icky, like icky, like um, is it Cronenberg, isn't it? That does like body horror stuff, and you can watch them, and you're like, oh, that's really fucking icky. Yeah, but it's great. This is just, ugh. Yeah. Ugh. Yeah, yeah. We got to a point where I, I, I turned around to you and said, just pause it a second. We are an hour and seven minutes into this, and the only thing I've liked about you so far is her cowboy boots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it. And it's still I, like I don't know. I mean, to go. <laughs> it 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 did make me laugh that like early early on, like they were kind of like talking about, oh, could Simon Rex get an Oscar nomination and whatnot? It's like there's no fucking way on God's green earth that this film is getting any kind of Oscar attention whatsoever. Yeah, like it just it, it yeah, I I yeah, I don't know, Sean Baker. I'm not. I, I'm not convinced. I'm not. I, I. It's. I. To be honest, this is the the, the one of the three of these films that I've seen that I I actually got the most out of. But it is because I thought Simon Rex was very very good. He understood the assignment and he and he did it well. But at the same time, and also, you know, from his position, you've got like a really hot indie director calling you up and saying, "Do you want to do a film where you you're kind of like playing a." bizarro fucked up alternate version of yourself i understand why simon rex would would agree to it and and be like yeah i'll do whatever you need me to do but i don't know i do feel sorry for for susanna's son because it kind of feels like the kind of role that in the misogynist world in which we live is it going to be hard for her to kind of get out of the shadow of this film being as young as she was and kind of doing the things in this film that she does and i i hope that that, that like things are more enlightened than that, 
but uh, you know, I, it, it, there are times of this film that kind of feel like they're, they aren't a million miles away from like softcore porn, but or maybe maybe not. I don't know. I don't. I can't say I watch it. Like I won't say hardcore, but I don't know. Mark, what's your opinion on that? Yeah, it's not quite softcore porn. Uh, okay, all right, fair enough then. Um, um, she's actually in a HBO Max series. Is the next thing she's doing. Uh, called The Idol, that stars Lily Rose Depp and um, a few other people. There's, there's, there's like quite a few musicians involved in it. There's another A24 thing. So, okay, all right, well, no, good. And I, 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 I'll be honest, it's um, Sam Levinson. It's, it's one of his. Right. Oh, oh, shit, right, okay, so probably quite a big deal then. Yeah. Fair play, good. And I'm, well, I'm, gl- I'm glad to hear that. Like, I, I didn't think her performance was bad. It was just I'd rather not see her getting fucked by a guy trying to groom her yeah it's uh that's weird sure it's going to be directed by um amy simons oh wow really girlfriend experience okay no not girlfriend experience fucking she dies tomorrow um she was in the tv series of the girlfriend experience that's yeah yeah i didn't pull that out of nowhere but um I mean, I don't know, but definitely not shit, even though it was icky. Mm. But it's like pre-meeting Strawberry, definitely not shit. Post-meeting Strawberry, thanks, but no. I like I, I agree with that. I can, I, I can, I can see. Yeah, um, I'm not quite. Thanks, I hate it. I'm touching cloth. Thanks, I hate it. I knew I was wrong. Yeah, yeah. Um, I'm not quite there because um, I didn't hate like I hate it. That's what I I did turn out of Becky at one point and, and, and said I have a feeling that, that Ian's going to be like uncomfortably but kind of like in a almost like I'm uncomfortable but in a bored way. <laughs> like not oh yeah like not, yeah, like not yeah. oh I don't I don't want to see this or anything like that. Just like do we have to see this again? Why why is that there? <laughs> yeah, I didn't I didn't need to see as much of his fucking penis. That bicking around when he was running as we did. The, the, the and was, then it the, fucking close up. There was a close up there, yeah. Oh, it, it was a little bit like, in case you didn't notice. Here's like, his penis. We, we, we knew, we noticed. Yeah, we got that. <laughs> uh, yeah, I fully heard it. it was shit. Fair play. Fair enough. Um, our audience poll on it was. It's uh, not updated for some reason. Was definitely not shit fifty percent, touching cloth thirteen percent, and shit thirty eight percent. Yeah, I don't think nice. I'm seeking out any more of Sean Baker's films. No, fair enough. Don't think you have to. I think I will watch. Willem Dafoe got on it at some point. Well, if you have yeah, to I mean, Willem... time without me. Willem Dafoe got nominated for Best Supporting Actor for that, and he he, he is very very good in it, but. I don't know, it'll be interesting to see what what Baker does next and it kind of just feels like, oh, is it going to be another thing in kind of like a, a, a poorer part of America where you get the people around there to act for you? Hmm. Seems um, a little bit like that's his M.O. Probably. Probably. Um, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> 
Have you ever wondered what so-called family films will scar your kids forever? Putting four and five-year-olds in front of this movie, it's like, if they didn't know what death was before this, they're going to know it after it. They're going to know it after it, and they're going to be freaking terrified. And they're going to be questioning you. Yeah. Or do you have the slight suspicion that your loved one has a cold, dead heart? Yeah, The Dark Knight has got like all the orphans, and like, oh no, we're going to die. They did not build up those orphans at all. In my head, it's like, kill them. Then look no further, the His Film Her Movie podcast is the show for you. It's the movie podcast that celebrates the contrasting cinematic tastes of its hosts. So join Jordan and Lauren every week on their unique journey through the land of the silver screen. So if you're looking for a few laughs, some fun film-related chat, then get involved. You can find us on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Stitcher, or wherever you get your podcasts. CS3P Combat Player 1, choose your character Tired of film and television podcasts where the hosts exist in a blissful state of agreement? Player 2, choose your character While you're in luck Punter Round 1, fight Allow me to introduce you to the Chinstroker vs. Punter podcast Featuring two film and television fans from Birmingham, England who enjoy their media in very different ways. <laughs> but anyway, that brings us to the end of the plot of Blue Velvet. The plot. I mean, the is... main characters are two of the dullest main characters I have ever encountered in any film. <laughs> so join us as we catch up on what we've been watching from our own very different perspectives. Double KO. Round two. Fight. You can find us at csvsp.libson.com also on Spotify, iTunes, Stitcher, all the places that podcasts can be found. It just really It's isn't. not visually striking. No. I just just getting confirmation. It's just inning. That's the third time though. I mean, am I st- is this on? Okay, so um let's talk about the Adam project. Oh, we're doing, we're doing a shit it sandwich. Up. Oh, you reverse shit that's sandwich. That's a spoiler. Uh, oh, well, that, that's a that's a spoiler. Uh, so, Munchy, Munchy. Uh, the Adam Project is directed by Sean Levy and stars Ryan Reynolds, Mark Ruffalo, uh, Catherine Keener, uh, the little lad whose name I can't get up here at the moment, but um, he's like a Ryan Reynolds Junior. Um, oh, 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 oh! His name is Walker Scobell. Uh, also, Jennifer Garner and Zoe Saldana. Um, so, ah, uh, oh, I'm just going to do the the fucking Google synopsis. After accidentally crash landing in 2022, time-traveling fighter pilot Adam Reed teams up with his 12-year-old self for a mission to save the future. So, Mark, question, yes. first off. Yeah. Why was Catherine Keener a bad guy? What was she trying to do? Um... What was her motive? Do you mean? Yeah, like why? Why? Why to be really fucking? She's rich. a bad guy. She's chasing Adam. Um, wants to stop Adam. Why? What's why? Because he's trying to stop her from essentially becoming as rich as the planet. Yeah, he's going back to find Laura and find out what happened to Laura, which would expose the fact that she'd been back to 2018 and then obviously scandal yeah yeah 
So what the scandal is that she time travelled back to the past? Yeah, to give her young self a heads up to buy all these stocks and become richer than God. Yeah, she biffed it. She did biff it, yeah. Okay, so she, she biffed it. So the bit... It, what were they trying to do at the end? Like, what's the thingy at the end where they put the thing in the thing? That, it's the it's the, the, the thing that essentially becomes the time machine. They try to destroy the Terminator's arm. Yeah, effectively. But so... But the... The only reason why this is all happening is because she doesn't want it exposed that she went back in time to tell her younger self to do not all this shit. Not that she doesn't want it exposed, she doesn't want it corrected. Yeah, yeah, initially. Why she's... does Adam want to do that? Why, why is Adam flying away? Oh, because he wants to find Laura. Yeah. So why, why did Laura go missing? Because she um, she found out about Catherine Keener. And went to investigate it. Yeah. Back to 2018. Then they destroyed her jet plane so she couldn't get back. And inform people about it. And inform people about it. So she was trapped. Feels like a... It feels like a really low stakes reason for all this stuff. It just escalates, doesn't it? So when, well, I, I, right, I, 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 I think she's incredibly wealthy and the planet's fucked. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. There was an honest question because obviously I'm still confused. <laughs> um, but that's that's fine. Um, so you two understood this film better than I did. So that's great. Um, but... Mark, yes. next question. Because I don't feel like that was an actual question. No, actually, no, fuck it. It was an actual question, Ian. Have confidence in yourself. Becky. <laughs> Go on. Walker Scovell, or whatever his name is. Um, did you believe that he was a young Ryan Reynolds? No, well, I did say this to Mark while we were watching it. Children are not just fully formed, small versions of them as adult selves. <laughs> like, they've just tried to be... Right, be all Ryan Reynoldsy, and it's like, yeah, I, I, I can see why that piece of shit gets bullied. I'm not gonna lie, I probably punch him. He's he's very very annoying at the start. He he does develop a bit, but I think it is it is an error that's made with a lot of kind of family films now. Is they make the main child character. It's gone from being precocious to being cocky piece of shit. Precocious works. Kevin McAllister works. Hmm. But they've made them too much now. They, 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 because because Kevin kind of acts the way that a a, a child would act. Yeah, yeah. Now they're being written by smart ass people in their mid thirties who think that that's how that's mm. how my kid would act if he was in this situation because he's smart. Yeah. It's like <laughs> fuck off. Yeah. Yeah. It's it's it's. It's too much, and I get that they want the comparison between the two, but I just they could have softened him a little bit so he wasn't quite so mm. much of a dick. Because the thing is, you're supposed to sympathise with him when he's getting bullied, but then you're watching it going, I kind of sympathise with the bullies. He he is a dick. I won't go that far. <laughs> but then you you do yeah. say about quite a lot of people, they they, they clearly never got beat up when they were in school and probably should have. Oh, yeah. A lot of... Yeah. Yeah. yeah a lot. There's a lot of people out there that you look at and go, 
right, in an age where bullying was more accepted, you would not be like this now. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> not advocating for bullying here, by the way. Just saying, this kid was really annoying. This kid deserved it, yeah, I understood, yeah. Um, <laughs> no, I, it's it, it's an interesting one, the Adam Project. I mean, uh, people on uh, the old uh, Twitter have been very fucking sniffy about it, um, which, I don't know, I, I, I think is interesting. The, the Ryan Reynolds, Sean Levy of it all seems to bother people. Um... But I, I think we're we're noted fans of what Reynolds Reynolds does mm-hmm. on here uh, on this show, and um, I, I, I I I I think it's absolutely fine. It's it's probably the most whelmed I've been by one of his films in a bit. Um, and he's got a cast that is quite extensive, but it's like, why are they all here for this? And it had. And it kind of had an air of a lot of these folks didn't have much going on around COVID times and were like, shit, yeah, go on then, I'll be in this. This sounds easy enough. Did that say Tom Cruise um, was initially supposed to be in there? Yeah. Fucking hell. Yeah, it's, this, this has been on the fucking bubble for like years. This, yeah. Wow. Uh, but I mean, it's like Mark Ruffalo. It kind of feels like if it was like normal times would not be in this. Catherine Keener would not be in it like that. I just thought her role was maybe because I didn't fully understand what her <laughs> fucking character's motivation was, but I, I, it, it was just like, right. Okay. So she's a bad guy. Cause she's a bad guy. And now there's a younger version of herself that doesn't look great. And what, what's, what's happening here. Um, and I mean, like I did feel sorry for her young, like the way her younger version goes out like the bendy bullet it's like oh fuck i'm i'm dead then um but yeah i i I, I, yeah i just felt sorry for her it was like (laughs) fuck um but i don't personally i just i thought it was bang average um and it, it felt like the netflix action blockbuster model of will will offend no one will entertain some which is also Red Notice, I think. Oh, it's better than Red Notice. It's, 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 but it is it is better than Red Notice because it actually looks like it was filmed in places on occasion. And and it, it doesn't have the... The, the rock. The, the rock in it. Actually, I'm really worried about... I know he doesn't need me to worry about him, but I'm really worried about Ryan Reynolds. I think he needs to take. Some well, he, 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 he said that himself that he, he needs to that he wants to. <laughs> it, I think it's. I think it's interesting that Reynolds has basically said that he's taking eighteen months off filming. Mm. Um, so he won't be filming for like eighteen months. Um, Probably got so much shit in the can though. Anything, right? <laughs> um, and he said that. And then all of a sudden, the Deadpool three things starting to pick up a little bit of traction again. Mm. I just, I just hate to see him end up like The Rock, and I think he gets away with it, like with the aviation gin and stuff like that, and his fucking phone company and things like that, because he does it all with a bit of a wink. Whereas I think if The Rock tried to wink 
those muscles aren't fully developed all the other ones are taking all the energy so I don't think he can he's, he's a humorless if he tried to wink he'd have Tamara what is it fucking tequila fucking tattooed on his eyelids <laughs> yeah he would yeah um, but yeah I think I think he's got a way up to up to this po- away with it up to this point and I think we would probably be like the last people to turn on him because we were very much our Ryan Reynolds apologists. But I've already sort of started, like when, when you mention stuff, people going, oh God, I don't like Ryan Reynolds though. Well, he's got one more movie out this year, doesn't he? Mm. But it's not out till Christmas. The issue is as well, I think, he doesn't he doesn't stretch himself. That's right, yeah. He is just Ryan Reynolds in everything. So <laughs> I think there's, you either get on with his bullshit or you don't. But there's only so many the times thi- you can watch that same character in stuff in a year. The thing is, though, right? He was doing interesting shit that got him nowhere yeah. before Deadpool. Mm. Um, it's fucking you know, great. Like the, the, yeah, exactly. Really but nice. like you know, it wasn't necessarily a hit. No. In like the Nines in yeah. Mississippi Grind, you know, and and then he get he does Deadpool. It's a hit. It's like, right, people like this version of me. And he does that version of him. And people like it. So, it's... I think... I, I, kind he, of fi- I kind of feel like it's just like, if... Okay, if you wanted the version of me where you thought I was actually giving really interesting performances and whatnot, maybe you should have supported me at the time. And I know, obviously, like we, we've seen these films and whatnot. But I, I, I'm just a little bit... You know what? Fair play to him. Oh, He's yeah. making a shitload of bank. People like... But I, I don't know, at least unlike The Rock, like you say, he's doing it with some fucking humour. He's mm. doing it like, you know I'm selling shit to you, but let's have a bit of fun with it. Whereas The Rock is just like, every fucking day, I work it 24-7, 100%. So then when I get home, I have my tequila, and I think of my family, and the sweat of all the people that went into this bottle of tequila. <laughs> you know, it, it, Yeah, whereas... whereas... Ryan Reynolds does it and then basically gives his entire fee that he made from um, the Adam Project to homeless charities in Canada. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, he just does it. He has a laugh about it. Trolls Hugh Jackman and then just goes back to being... He's been an awful long time, I think, where people were telling him he'd never be an A-lister. Yeah. Yeah. That then when he became an A-lister... Um, you know, after getting close to it and then getting knocked down again, mm. when he became an A-lister, it was kind of like he's gone. Do you know what? I'm gonna kind of enjoy this, but he's still—he's not just done A-lister movies. He's still—he did a Hitman's Bodyguard and a Hitman's Bodyguard too. Mm. You know, and that's it. And the thing is, it's the same thing I think that happened. In a different way, but in a but to a similar extent, with um, Adam Sandler, Adam Sandler's quality went down a lot more rapidly than uh, than Ryan Reynolds is dipped. But it was a bit like people were like, oh, "It's just an Adam Sandler movie." It's like, yeah, but people enjoy it. Let people enjoy it. Mm. You know, and I'm I'm not dissing this movie off the off the basis of what I'm saying. It sounds like I kind of am. I just I don't. I, th- I think he's at a point where he can halt the rockification of his legacy. But if he does 
much more in point. a short space of time. He's, he's going to get past that point. Bringing it back to, to, to the Adam Project, I think this is a great movie. For We're going to talk about another movie uh, later on that I think is a great movie for a certain other de- demographic. I think this is a great movie for younger kids, possibly predominantly more boys, because of its it, it it's a it, it, it's a more boy centric. It's a, it, it's a boy as the lead character. It's about his relationship with his mother and his father mm. for different reasons. Um, but I think it'll be it'll be a, a film that eight to thought to not forty eight to thirteen year old boys will probably really like. It feels like, uh, and it, it came to my mind a few times while we were watching it. And you know that I really like this particular film, the um, Zathura movie. Oh yeah, it feels like mm. a that for now. Yeah, it is. It, it, it's that. It's, it's just that. one of those kind of family movies that you'd stick on on a Sunday. Yeah, it is. It, it's the it's the sort of thing that fucking that somebody like a Joe Dante or something like that would have done for Amblin. Or Robert Zemeckis would have done for Amblin in the late 80s. Yeah. That's what it kind of feels around that kind of... And I think, I, I do genuinely think the only place it falls down is the kid's personality. Not quite right. And if that's the one thing that's wrong with it, I really fucking enjoyed this movie. I like the time you wind your shit and trying to kind of work out the repercussions and, and the fact that they get uh, around like the paradoxes by saying, oh yeah, but it doesn't reset until you go back to your... It, it, yeah, it kind of that, that was good. It, it, it made enough sense. Um, I, I have one kind of issue that got me with it um, that, that made me go, "I'm not quite sure on this bit." And it's the it was the de aging of um, yeah Tina, of what's it um, that one great because she ended up looking a little bit like um, Lauren Lucas dressed as Catherine Keener. Okay, yeah, yeah, yeah. For a Saturday Night Live thing. Mm. It, 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 Very specific reference, but I get it. Yeah, Sorry. It, it, I don't know who you're referring to. You're going to have to show me a picture. I'll show you a picture, but yeah, it, it did make you think this is what she, that, that's what she looks like. <laughs> um, it was a little bit like in that, in that sort of bit where they were in with the electromagnetic thing. Mm. It was a little bit like they just sort of put a camera on her with like a Snapchat filter, but then whenever she, whenever she turned, her face completely changed. So whenever she wasn't directly facing the filter, it was just whoever was playing that. Yeah, whoever they were projecting the filter. Like, 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 can we just touch us up a little bit more? Wait, wait. We could have, we could have, but you had to get Ruffalo, didn't you? You had to get Ruffalo. We offered you all these other people, but. No, you wanted that fucking Hulk, so no, we don't quite have it in the budget to do this. Oh yeah, but Ruffalo's such mm. a good, like, nerdy science dad guy. Like, he's he's so good at it. Isn't he, looks... he a little bit becoming a little bit typecast, though? A little bit. Yeah, but I think he just kind of, I, I, it works. He's got the crazy scientist hair. He seems like he'd be a nice dad. He does look like he turned up in Bruce Banner's same costume from the Avengers. <laughs> yeah. yeah. He does. <laughs> yeah, he does. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe it was on the same like. I I, I reckon I reckon um, Reynolds at one point said to him, "When that looks like one of your Bruce Banner the things," and he went, "I know. I just kept it all, and they didn't notice." <laughs> yeah, the Catherine Keener de aging was not not great. They'd have been better off but, just getting a younger, dark-haired actress. 
But then Catherine Keener is they, they, distinctive. They... Well, yeah, I mean, but no... Sorry. Or hire an actress that is in between the ages and make up her down and older up. But then you won't get Catherine mm, Keener. Mm. No, you wouldn't get Catherine Keener. But did, uh, did 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 that being Catherine Keener add that much to it? No, but I love seeing her. In she stuff. didn't get to Catherine Keener it that much, did no, she? No, she didn't. You know, it's I, I very much liked seeing um, Jennifer Garner back in something. She always just plays mums now, though. But I, but I, I kind of get the feeling that she likes that. Yeah. Um, See, that's it. As a parent, like as screen parents, she's great. They'd be fucking great. Mark Ruffalo and Jennifer Garner. Yeah, all right, be my, my parents. Yeah, that, that, that's it. You know, there was the, the moment where there was a lot of sort of relatable parent moments. Yeah, with the way that she is, which is why I think it's a really good family film because for the kids, there's 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 all the, the, the actiony shit and there's the kid and they can relate to him. But as a parent watching it with your kids, you're like, yeah, teenagers, am I right? <laughs> Do you know, there's, there's stuff. I, I mean, I always laugh when children are being essentially mocked by... By their parents. By, by older people. Yeah. Uh, oh, yeah, by grown-ups. Yeah. And, and so, yeah, when, when you had Ryan Reynolds constantly mocking the kid, um, I, I quite enjoyed that. You did enjoy that, yeah. 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 I laughed heartily at those moments. I had a good time. I mean, with I... I, I will say though the de aging of Ryan Reynolds at the end was they gave gave him a shave. Yeah, I think he just had a shave. He's quite baby faced anyway, though, isn't I, he? I think I think he had he had a shave, and, maybe a facial, uh, and they 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 just dyed his hair a little bit. Yeah, yeah, I don't know. That was odd. I didn't even know. You know, that, like, to be well, the... but it's like the I. Yeah, yeah. Well, no, yeah, because that that that's the thing. But I mean, it's like if they're meeting in like college or something, and then he's supposed to be like early forties when he was the pilot. It's going to be at least fifteen years, at least. Mm. And he, I, I, yeah, I don't. Know, I just thought that was interesting. Or like Catherine Keener, they do this de aging thing that just doesn't work. And Ryan Reynolds, they're like. Fuck it, he looks young enough. I just, I, I, I think that's an odd thing to do. But then again, I mean, like Zoe Saldana, they bet, bet, pardon me, barely do anything to her either. So yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was odd. I think the difference, I suppose, with the Catherine Keener character is she was supposed to be significantly younger, wasn't she? Yeah. So I suppose it's a bit different, maybe. Yeah. Oh, hang on, yeah, because they go back in time further, don't they? Yeah. I, I, like, I missed a trick there. Yeah, no, yeah, all right, fine, fine, fine. I, I, I did pay attention during the Adam Project, I swear. <laughs> oh, dear. Um, but, yeah, I mean, like I said, I mean, like, that, for me, definitely not shit. I thought it was f- fine. I just, I'll never watch it again, and I'd much rather watch Free Guy. Um. The thing is, I yeah, I, I'm definitely not shitting again. I think I will watch it again at I'll some point. Watch this but it, w- it, w- it will be a Sunday morning movie. Yeah, which it was. Yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Appropriate. Yeah, it, 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 it's a Sunday morning breakfast movie without question. Mm, mm. Yeah, definitely not shit. I, I really, really enjoyed it. Yeah, me too. I did not expect oh, the Adam Project of the three that we were watching to be the one that I enjoyed most. And the one that actually made me feel shit. That bit in the bar 
where he's talking to his mother, but he's oh, an adult. Yeah. Really, really fucking messed me up. It's, it, a, it's fair play. It's a good scene. Yeah. It just, I think, yeah. Again, possibly on a personal level, kind of. Made me think of my mum. Yeah. Which is fair enough. We're allowed to personally identify with movies. Yeah. That's the, that's, that's the good thing. Yeah, it made, made me cry. The Adam Project, a fucking Sean Levy, Ryan Reynolds movie, it made me cry. I don't know whether I should be ashamed of that or not. Nope. <laughs> uh, our audience poll on that was definitely not shit 55%, touching cloth 27%, and shit 18%. Better Oh, no. I, I, I tell you what, should we kick it into your solo, what you've been watching? I have not watched anything solo. <laughs> Ah, well, 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 well. Um, um, oh, I don't know. Shall I do mine? Go for it, yeah, he's, he's, he's nearly back. Oh, fuck it, he's walking in. I'll wait. Anyway. Right, so, uh, so, Bex says she hasn't watched anything by herself this week. Nope. So, uh... Mark, what have you watched by yourself this week? And then we'll do what you both watched. Well, we ha- I, I actually haven't either, because we've had a bit of a... Wow, we? We've had a bit of a, a funny week, haven't we? For our what we've been watching, we can heartily recommend the Mad Max game. <laughs> we've gamed a bit, haven't we? Yeah. <laughs> Fucking hell, you guys have been still, still been playing that. Good on you. Yeah, we're in full completion mode, aren't we? So, I'll check on how long to play and how long like the full um, completion mode for Mad Max is. How long to play? Um, how long to beat? Sorry, it is cold, isn't it? Yeah. Um, so Mad Max apparently to beat is completionist is sixty two hours. You're not going to completionist it, are you? Oh, yeah. yeah. Fucking hell! You're gonna you're gonna platinum that bad boy. Oh, oh brilliant! Yeah, we are completely. So we are. We did last time, didn't we? Forty percent the way through it. Yeah, forty something, wasn't it? Yeah. So we've probably racked up. I would say this week about close to fifteen hours. I'd say. Yeah, we've played a lot, haven't we? Yeah, we had a couple. We had a couple of, of nights where we accidentally went till like two in the morning on it. Didn't we? Yeah. Um, but yeah, we'll, we'll, so yeah, we've had a bad week for films. We apologise, guys. <laughs> Man, that's I mean that's that's something though. Like um, I've only platinumed one game on PlayStation, and it was the um, Astros uh, fucking whatever it was called, Astros Playroom. I think it was the free bundle game that you get with the PlayStation Five. Um, and it, like the thing is, it only only takes about five hours to platinum it. But what a fucking five hours it is! Whereas you guys, that's fucking insane. Yeah. Oh, good on you. We will do you. it as well. It, it's that it's that thing. We've got a system, haven't we? We do. You you have the bits that you do when I'm not here, and I have the bits that I do when you're not here. And then there are certain bits that can only be done when we're both here because they're the, they're the best bits. Yeah. So the bits that I find boring, you do when, I, when I'm not here. Yeah. And the bits that you find boring, I do when you're not there. It's not that I find the convoys boring. I just find them really stressful. <laughs> <laughs> uh, the convoys oh, can man. be stressful. They're not as stressful now we've got the thunder poop. Yeah, 
yeah, the Thunder Pony is good. Yeah. Camps have to be done when we're both here, don't they? Yes, camps have to be done when we're both here. Very cool. Very cool. We just did a camp. Um, We've got a camp to do with to get a camp. Because there's camps within these regions, then you're like a camp boss, don't you? Yeah. Like a top dog. And the next top dog one we've got to do is called Rim Jobber, isn't he? He is, yeah, Rim Jobber. Good egg. Rim Jobber. Mm. Yep. There's there's some camps that are called Stank Gum Camps because Stank Gum is the. He's the boss of those, isn't he? But they just have his minions in. Yeah. You don't fight stank gum until really late into it, do you? No, stank gum is one of the ones that you fight just before you get into gas town. The main, the main, the main baddie <laughs> is called Scrotus. Yeah. It's fucking nice. Great. You just go around beating the shit out of people and driving cars. It's great. <laughs> it's, it's a very basic game, it but is. a lot of fun. Strongly recommend. Um, also, a very basic, the one film we did watch um, <laughs> together, with the exception of the, the, the ones, the main review ones. Um, Which does share a, a, a feature with Red Rocket in that you see you see Wang in this film, don't you? Yes, you do see Wang in this film. Yeah. It's the devil's Wang. It's the devil's Wang. Um, and it's This Is The End, which we decided to, to, to re-watch, yeah. didn't we? Yeah. Very cool. Yeah. Um, this is the end is one of those films where it's getting on for 10 years old now. Yeah. And it gets better every time I watch it. Oh, Michael Sarah is so creepy in this film. It, it, he is, yes. But it is, it's just incredibly watchable. Yeah. And the, the, the thing is, the, the best moments of it, it's fun getting to the bit where the rapture happens and they all end up in Franco's house. That's fun. And then the ending where they have to leave Franco's house and Danny McBride is like a cannibal and they're all trying to get re-raptured is fun. But the bit in the middle where it's just them in Franco's house yeah, yeah. is just an awful lot of fun. It really is. Nice. Yeah. yeah. Um, Danny McBride, man, his entrance into it. Is glorious. It's one of... <laughs> You've always liked that. Sorry, yeah. It's great. Yeah, it's just one of cinema's great moments. <laughs> it's good. Yeah. Um, it's, yeah. It, uh, this is the end is an awful lot of fun and remains an awful lot of fun. And every time I watch it, I keep thinking, is this going to be one of those ones where it's just aged badly? Mm. But I don't think it does. And it's made me actually go, do you know what? I'm going to rewatch Sausage Party. Because... I really didn't like that. No. And I, I, I'm going to give it another go just to see if maybe I was just in a off mood or anything like that. I'm not. That's fine. Uh, yeah, I remain convinced I wouldn't like Sausage Party on a rewatch. Yeah. yeah. Oh, but this, this, see this, I said this to you after we finished watching it, it straddles the fine line of being super fucking juvenile Yeah. and silly, but also kind of heartfelt and having a point, Sausage Party's just ugh, juvenile and just... All right, I could give it another go just to make sure that it's That's cemented. Fine. That's fine, you can do that. As being there, yeah. So, yeah. Um, I mean, anything we crave Robinson, it's great. So, there you go. Yeah, yeah, there is that. What have you been watching this week, Ian? Oh, sorry, just got to send Donna a quick text as well what I will say is I, I promise uh, we, will, we will watch more next week <laughs> uh, no worries um, 
Okay, cool. Sorry, uh, she's just nipping to the shops. Um, so, uh, watched a couple of things. Uh, I don't think I'm going to get through all the Oscar films. A um, couple of them I just think is straight up not available. And I'll be honest, if that's the case, I'm not watching the one where he got nominated for the Diane Warren song. <laughs> I'm just not. I think that's fair enough. I think you can get away with that. Yeah, so I mean, I think I've got six left I haven't seen, or something like that, and um, I, 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 I think I can deal. I, 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 I'm I going to try to get to the Hand of God, the Paolo Sorrentino film, because I actually want to see yeah, that. But, um, that yeah, but I, um, so I, I watched the, but the other two films that I got to talk about. I watched uh, in in kind of like Oscar catch up mode. So I caught up with Summer of Soul. Um, so there's the documentary directed by Questlove. Um, I think it's going to win the Oscar because it makes people feel good, like my octopus teacher did. Um, I also don't think it deserves to win, um, but I'm not going to say that I, I thought it was shit. There's a 20-minute section in it where it's focusing on the more gospel-y church music aspect of the festival where I was very, very bored. And that is 100% a subjective thing. But I was fucking bored. Um, uh, also, I, I... Yeah, I, I, I don't know. I mean, like, it was great seeing the footage and it was, it, it was interesting hearing the stories of the people um, going to it. But... I don't think it did a particularly great job at saying why that festival was important or at least important enough for a documentary to be uh, made on it other than the fact it was a document uh, a festival from 50 years ago that people had forgotten but what what was its impact what was its legacy fuck all because it was forgotten I think that's because it was but forgotten I, because literally it, it was almost like they they made it to be forgotten. Yeah, I, I yeah, I, 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 it didn't click with me fully. You know that 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 you know that that was it. even though, I mean like also to be fair, I uh, watched it the evening that we found out about Dan. So um, that maybe that coloured it, but I was kind of hoping to be transported a little bit, and I don't think I particularly was. So you know, I it, it, you know that that may well be a, a factor. So uh, summer assault, uh, but I finally, after weeks of saying I'm going to watch it next week, King Richard. I watched King Richard. So uh, the last one of the best picture nominees that I needed to watch. Um, and yeah, I mean, like Will Smith is going to win the Oscar. Um, it does seem like it's swung the, back in that favour for sure, doesn't it? Yeah, it does. And but I mean, the thing is, it's like it's one where you're not going to be saying like, "Oh, well, that was just for his career." Like he's he's giving a good fucking performance here. You do at, at times forget that it's Will Smith, which is hard because he's Will Smith. Hmm. Um, but no, I mean, like the, you, 
he's a really, really complicated character is Richard Williams because some of the fucking things that he like zags when he's supposed to zig that he does are so why the fuck are you doing that? But it all comes together in there. Have you two seen this yet? Still not watched it. No, it's one of those ones that I keep I keep meaning to watch and then going and then I'll be honest just getting put off the fact by the fact that it's two and a half hours long and going I don't yeah. quite have that time for it right now but I want to watch it but I don't have time for the two and a half hours and I, I watched it all in one go and it it felt it it, it fucking felt it um, but it ends really strong that's that's the thing like there is there is some stuff in it where you do I don't know. It's it's interesting because it's kind of roughly split into two halves, where it's like the the first half where where um, they're living in their hometown, and the second part where, where they uh, move to uh, I think it's Florida, if I remember correctly. Um, and the first half, it's very much setting up how Venus and Serena kind of like first start playing tennis, but also it spends a good chunk of time on why. Richard is so focused on getting his family out of there. So there's quite a lot of ground to cover because you could ease it could easily just have less of a focus on Richard and be about how Venus and Serena got their start. Um but instead it is it is both and it's a long film as a result and the kind of the dual focus does make it just feel like just feel baggy. Even though it's not, mm. but it's because it's trying to tell two stories in one film, and in in the last act, or more specifically, like the last half hour, forty minutes, it very much becomes Venus, Venus's kind of story with Serena kind of there in the background as well, and and, and Richard is there and he's a prominent figure, but it is about her. And about her appearance in this tournament, and and it it ends strong through actually focusing down on. Do you know what? Actually, it is like the Williams sisters that you probably do want to be focusing on, but seeing their father's impact on their life and like why he's doing what he's doing and why he's taking the decisions that he takes is interesting. So. It, I mean, it, it, it's a, it, I don't know, it, it's a heck of a thing where they've gone, we're going to make a biopic about the, uh, the, the, the Venus and Serena, but it's about their dad. You know, like, that is a fucking tricky needle to thread. Yeah. But they, they kind of manage it in a way. They kind of manage it. Um, Yeah, it's... It's an interesting film, and it like that. Like I say, the last half hour, forty minutes, has got like good, solid sports movie shit to it, um, which I like. Mark, I think you will get a kick out of, particularly. Hmm. Um, so yeah, no, I mean, I I I quite liked it actually. Um, would I ever watch it again? Maybe not. To be fair, but like I think I said when we were talking about the Oscar nominations, now that I've seen them all. I don't really begrudge any of them being there. Which is good, which you is know, like, there's, Yeah, there's no film there where I'm like, that's a bad film. You know, like the... The the one where I'm surprised, but... Or, I don't know, less surprised, is Coda. But it's 
a small film that's garnered a following and people like it. So it's like, you know what? Fair enough. I have Coda there. Mm. Um, yeah, yeah. It's, I mean, Don't Look Up is a bit... Don't Don't Look Up feels like the one that has just fucking melted away. Like, no fuckers talking about Don't Look Up now. No, it, 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 it um, feels a little bit like a... If it wasn't nominated, nobody would be nobody would be sort of crying for why why wasn't this nominated i yeah no i i i honestly at the time that it came out people were like oh it's going to win this it's going to win that i don't think it's winning anything now no um and that's that's fine that's fine and i i liked don't look up i thought it was damn sight better than vice um but yeah that's that's where we're at that's where we're at um so yeah, no, uh that 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 was it. So yeah, King Richard is not bad, but it is too long. Um so let's talk about a film that Becky fucking loves. Um Turning Red is directed by Domi Shi and stars the voices of Rosalie Chiang. Sandra O, oh, Adi Chandler, Maitri Ramakrishnan, Ava Morse, James Hong, and Wai Ching Ho. Mei Lee is a 13-year-old girl who's torn between being her mother's obedient daughter and the chaos of her youth. As if that were not enough, when she gets too excited, she turns into a big red panda. That's an incredible description, and it's bang on. So, Bex... Staunch defender of Onward. Um, staunch liker of Luca. Yeah. Turning Red is a film aimed at... Dot, 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 fill in the gap. Um, I mean, clearly teenage, well, cusp of teenage girls is who it's aimed at. But cusp of teenage girls aren't going to be watching this fucking movie. Pixar movies are for kids. So it's already failed there because it's not going to find its demographic. 13-year-old girls are not watching Pixar movies. And if they are, they're watching nostalgia Pixar movies that they watched when they were kids. Um, so yeah, not really sure, to be honest. I mean that's who it's aimed at, but it's 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 a shoe and a miss. Okay, interesting. I, Mark, I mean, maybe do you know what? Maybe they are. I just know our thirteen-year-old girl would not have been watching this fucking film. And I, my, my eight-year-old girl. Go on. Sorry. Uh, well, as my eight-year-old girl ran out of the room screaming at a couple of points uh, because she couldn't deal with it. Uh, the uh, the bit where the mum forces her to that shop and she confronts the 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 lad. Yeah. Not fuck. Lottie was not happy. Was not able to deal with that. Was. Uh, very, very embarrassed for her. Um, yeah, yeah, interesting, interesting. 
that, that is super cringy. The thing is, they're not drawn as 13-year-old girls. 13-year-old girls don't look like that. They just don't. 10-year-old girls, maybe, look like that. 13-year-old girls in 2002, though. Apparently. Yeah, for no fucking reason. Why was it? Why was because it that's when the the one who wrote it will have been thirteen. So As I'm just saying. I'm, just, I'm not saying I agree with that. I'm just saying that for the reason I guarantee it. Well, I was I I was a thirteen year old girl in 1996, and the girls around me didn't dress like little babies. The only one that was like vaguely realistic was Miriam. Hmm. I know, to be fair, Miriam and, and the other one. Not that weird fucking hyperactive thing with the awful fringe and the dungarees. And not the main character. Well, the main character wasn't supposed to be dressed like that, was it? She was supposed to dress overtly like her mother was dressing her. Mm. Yeah. Mark? Yes. Did you feel like this film was made... So, there was a review of this film, uh, I think from Cinema Blend last week, that provoked a lot of controversy um, for saying that it basically... I mean, the guy was like, I've got no connection with the Chinese community, I just didn't chime with it, I didn't connect with it, blah, blah, blah. Not not in that way, but did you feel that there was any kind of like universal connection with this? Or did it feel like a film made by a woman telling a very specific story of her coming of age? Like how much universality do you think there there, there is to to how this film kind of it, it kind of pulls out in the end? I think there's a. I think it comes across as something that is a very that that, that seems like it's quite a personal story to um, somewhere between um, Domessi and um, Julian Chur, um, the writers. It feels like there's, there's a personal connection that they're bringing toward that, which is why I think you have the uh, the historical setting, uh, and I, there is a. There definitely feels like that that one of them had the the you know the very mother that they were constantly trying to please but I also think that there's a uh, there's a universal relatability um, to to that um, I think on a on a whole in that but in a sense of um, the fact that you know it's helicopter parenting has become a a thing that has happened over the past 20 years. Uh, that has started to, to exist. I mean, twenty years ago, the phrase "helicopter parenting" didn't exist. No, was it, I can't. Was I there? love. I love um, uh, standing over Lottie and going. You do make helicopter. Actually, I, I literally do make helicopter noises. Yeah. Um, I will literally look around and go as Becky and Isabel look at me and go seriously. I go, there's a fucking helicopter in here somewhere. Yeah. <laughs> can, can you can, can you can you do your impression of a helicopter, please, Mark? Oh, I've put me on the spot there now. I've been in a while, have I? Yeah, I haven't actually. I'll, to, I'll, I'll, I'll try and work it back out in my head and do it later on just randomly for you all. You do, okay. you do the wind yeah, yeah. as well, don't you? I do the wind, yeah. Windy, <laughs> I like the Oh, that sounds amazing. It's fucking windy. It's a, it's a fucking window open or something. <laughs> yes. Mm. 
Yeah. Uh, but no, I, it's I think... It's a party in this house. It is, yeah. <laughs> I think there is a Love universal um, there. But I think it's a little bit... Um, it's a little bit... I'm going to call it back to Nightmare Alley. It's a little bit... Um, like, hypnotherapy and things like that, where it's suggestive things. Mm. So, it's tarot card saying, oh, you've had a recent personal, you know, change in your life. Well, everybody's lives fucking change all of the time. So, I think it's a... These are connections that people, that the majority of people will get because parents can seem overprotective because they're parents yeah. uh, for that. But yeah, I I wouldn't say that this is only a film that people who grew up uh, from a certain background um, could connect to. No. I think it's leaning heavily into a certain background. Um, but I don't personally have a problem with that you know the fact that it, it borrows heavily from um anime and manga tropes uh within certain visuals i did at some points find that a little bit odd at points a bit appropriate a bit appropriate um and um you know it, there's a a big inspiration, certainly, for certain elements of it comes from My Neighbor Totoro. Uh, I think at one point the working title was something like My Neighbor Panda or something like that. <laughs> my Neighbor Panda. Something like that. My Neighbor Tom, uh, my, my neighbor Tor- uh, Toronto. Toronto, that was it, yeah. <laughs> oh, wow. Was, 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 was at one point a possibility of a title. But I, do you know what? I would have fucking rioted if they called I know you would have rioted. Um, I kind of don't have a problem with that. The the thing is, about this movie, as a holistic level, I found a lot of it to be a little bit shit. Yeah. Right. However, I actually kind of enjoyed the whole movie uh, overall. So... I, I, don't, I don't feel like I need to watch an hour and 40 minutes ugly Pixar movie because it's got people in it so it's an ugly Pixar movie about a little girl getting a period like I just I just don't need to but I, I don't need to either but I kind of enjoyed watching it the, it was funny the, the best bits of it were when they were basically just enjoying the fact that she turned into a big red panda and she worked out how to do it. Yeah, that I, was I, I enjoyed all of that bit. I enjoyed the fact that literally at the start of the movie you go, oh, I wonder what might happen at the end. And it was a bit like that. That mm. it was just freaking obvious, but the journey was a lot of fun. And that's it. Sometimes with movies, the destination is full, the journey is the slog. And I didn't find this. I found the the times where it went too big were a little bit. Yeah, no, it was more fun when you. It was more fun when it was closer to something like Luca. Yeah. Than oh, it was yeah. when it was trying to be something bigger. My main issues with it were. It, the kids don't feel real. They don't feel like real thirteen-year-old kids. I don't. I don't. But I, I don't. I don't need them to feel real. I need to feel like. I need to feel like thirteen-year-old kids in in a Pixar movie, and they did feel like that. It's ugly. 
It's not a good looking film. Do I agree with you? Pixar can't draw people for shit. But I've accepted they can't draw people. It'd be weirder if they look like people. <laughs> and it's too heavy handed with its, with it its metaphor. And it's like, the thing is, if it was a film aimed at children, children, mm. children, yeah, do you know what? Going heavy handed, they, they sometimes they won't get it if it's subtle. But if this is supposed to be aimed at teenage girls. But I think it is. But then why is it. What? I don't think kids are necessarily going to identify with a coming of age story. Little kids. They're, not, they're nowhere near that yet. It's not, it's not even going to be on their fucking radar. Then is it more aimed at the parents of kids that are going to be, within the next few years, hitting the age of where you're going to have to start dealing with things like parents? Or like a don't be a dick to your kids kind of movie. I'd be more, don't, don't fucking, don't, don't turn it into something that is, ah, like they do a little bit when they think she's got a period in this. Oh yeah. Maybe, but then I saw a thing on Twitter as well. Um, someone commenting on it saying that they liked turning red and it was it was great and blah blah blah. But they'd just love to see an animated movie at some point with a Chinese character in it, as a Chinese main character or an Asian main character where the word ancestors is not mentioned. <laughs> That's a fair it's point. A fair it point, is a fair point. It is, it is a fair point. And the stupid thing is. Asian movies do it all the time. They're just they're just people just living their lives. There's plenty of Studio Ghibli movies that are just like they're just bipping about. You know, there are mystical elements to, to quite a lot of the Ghibli movies. Obviously Totoro, Spirited Away, blah blah blah, but there's there's plenty that aren't. Just... I'm a big fan of people biffing about. Yeah. Biffing about. <laughs> yeah, it's a good saying. I like that. <laughs> yeah. Um... Ian, I think you're you're closer to me on this, aren't you? I fucking loved it. I thought it was great. Yeah, I good. think Becky's a fool. Uh, no, I'm joking. I, um, well, I mean, I'm not joking. I loved it. The thing is, I'm no, 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 no. Graphic. I, I'm not. It's not aimed at me. And I find young girls annoying in general. So, like, maybe that's why young precocious kids. I don't. They, 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 I don't get. Get it? They're not cute. It's not cute. I don't need to watch it. So it's not. It's not aimed at me. So yeah. I mean, yeah. I, I don't know. So I mean, I don't know whether it's aimed at me either. But I really liked it. So I, I don't know. It's 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 odd. I mean, I thought it was. I thought it was really charming. I. I, I liked the character designs. In all honesty, uh, there were like just. I thought there were fun little visual details and just little lines all the way through it that made me laugh. Um, and I, you know, if if you're gonna if you're gonna do like a big monsters set piece at the end, I, at, at least you've got some good emotional shit behind it. Or at, at least I thought. I um, yeah, I don't know. I just thought it was really effortlessly charming, and I, I enjoyed the characters. So. Thing is, though, yeah, maybe I, I, you I, I, I get your point, though. I don't know. Maybe, I, I, yeah, I, maybe, I, maybe, maybe I am. Of that age, maybe you are. Yeah, I, I, I do yeah, think that, that your, your, it's, it, 
you're, you're probably one of the demographics it's going for. You know, the, the, the fact is, the reason why Pixar movies um, historically, when they were released at cinemas, made so much money is because it's very rare one person would go and see them or two people. It would be three, four people at a time would go and see them. Mm. Um, and that, so that was a, that was a whole sort of thing with them. Um, and so they, they made them for kids, but Pixar, what, what worked for them was they also made them to have element that parents and not just by having like in jokes or anything like that, but had the, the you know, the, it looks at both sides, and I think that this does it quite well. I, I think what you said there, Ian, you know, I, I had issues with it, but yeah, it is very, very charming. Yeah, I, I, I thought so. I thought so. Yeah, um, yeah. I th- the, the thing is, I mean, it's just, I, it's not like I did, it's not like I don't understand where Becky's coming from, though. You know, it's like I don't, I, I disagree with it, but I am not Becky. So yeah, it's uh, you know that's 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 fine. Um, I I yeah I. It's it's weird thinking that this one went straight to Disney Plus instead of like cinemas and whatnot. And I do. I do wonder how well this actually would have done in it at the cinema because I I think it was worthy of seeing on a big screen. But I thought Luca was as well. Yeah. Um, and I you know. To be fair, Soul's got enough interesting visuals that it probably deserved to be seen on a big screen, but it it is a it is a bit challenging, and obviously it, it does. There there are people who seem to have been triggered by it, you know, and it, it's it's. Do, do, I, do you think it is literally people have been triggered because oh my god, it's about periods? <laughs> it's yeah, like, it's uh, like right. <laughs> The weirdness, I think, that part of it might be that I've I've never had to have a period. But, like, um, I have no problem with talking to Isabel about that special time every month that she has. <laughs> um, and I've, I, it's never been... But, but that could be because um, I grew up partially in a house with three women at one point. So it was always... Oh, is it? And my mum moved out lived in a house with two other women so it, 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 it was never it was never something that was weird to me no mm. Mm. what nothing whereas you blankly will not talk about it with Isabel <laughs> no and do you know what no <laughs> uh, yeah I yeah I, I, I don't know I, 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 like I say I just I I re- I really enjoyed it. I mean, like, was it the deepest film I've seen this like this year? Probably not, you know. Um, but did it do what I thought it aimed to do? Very much, yes. And I enjoyed what it was aiming to do. Um, so yeah, I mean, like, for me, definitely not shit. Um, would watch again. Yeah, definitely not shit. Would watch again, and I, I don't often say that for Pixar movies. Um, mm. But yeah, I could see myself throwing this on uh, another time and going, "Fuck it, yeah, I'll watch that." It was the thing is, it was it had a zany energy to it, and I liked. Whereas I didn't like the zany characters, like the the the, the weird little weird little troll kid. Yeah, mm. she felt like she was about three or four years younger than yeah. the other kids. Yeah. 
that's fair. And it, it, it felt a little bit odd. It felt like she was somebody's little sister that just had way too much um, Sunny D. Um, but yeah, but yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm definitely not shit with it. Our, our, our audience, Paul. Where are you, Betsy? Yeah, where are you? It's it's definitely not shit. It's not shit. It's objectively no, sub- objectively not shit. It's just subjectively shit for me. That's a fair. Okay. So it's not it's not a thanks I hear. It's just a. It's not my bag, but I but I accept that it's not shit. Yeah, and the thing is, it's not just coming from a Pixar hating place because I've been better with that recently. Yeah, you like yeah, yeah you yeah. like Luca and Onward. You what? You like Luca and Onward. I was really looking forward to turning red as well. I thought I thought I thought it was going to be good, but I just, just it won't for me. Just didn't like it. But and I will never watch it again. But it's not shit. So yeah. Well, our audience poll was t- was definitely not shit. Sixty seven percent, touching cost seventeen percent, and shit seventeen percent. Mm. More mixed than a lot of Pixar. Yeah. Yeah, I'd say so. The sad thing is, though, like, with it being, like, a girl main character in it, I'd have liked it to have been a a universally kind of loved one, because then more of them will get made. But I just don't think it it does it great. Mm. Mm. Yeah. Fair enough. Uh, questions? Uh, the question that we asked uh, out there, I think I phrased this question wrong. <laughs> so the question that I asked for our, our, our wonderful audience uh, was, our question for you is, do you have any go-to movie snack choices? Now, I think that people thought I meant at the cinema, and I can see why, and I didn't. I meant at home. Because, you know... The majority of film fans don't eat at the cinema. No. Because for some reason, everything that is served at a cinema is either noisy not or noisy or stanks. Yeah, yeah. Um, so we've had a lot of people going, uh, Dylan Black Lanterns, uh, pick and mix would always be a go to. Uh, nothing like spending a tenner for penny sweets. Back when I went to see Anchorman 2 with a friend, we smuggled in three bottles of wine to help us weather the storm. New to say, <laughs> I've stopped drinking. Nice. Um, <laughs> The pick and is, mix is a good shout though because a lot of them are squashy. Pick and mix is about the only thing where occasionally we might indulge if we go to the cinema and it's something that feels pick and mixian. Yeah, yeah. Um, so if it's like, like, I think, did we, did we have pick and mix um, at the Hitman's Wife, the Hitman's Bodyguard, I think we had pick and mix so, there. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and bits like that. So films that are going to be a little bit where, you know, it's not going to matter if you accidentally fucking scrumple a bag for mm. a minute. Mm. Yeah, you know, fucking eating pick and mix in the like, fucking prisoners would be a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it has to feel nice. fairly airy, doesn't it? Yeah, it does, yeah. Uh, Rick Kidd, um, never eat in the cinema, but I do take in a bottle of Iron Brew. Um, yeah, good. I do not eat in the cinema, apart from pick and mix, but I will occasionally take in a drink if I am parched, but I won't drink it until there's a until there's an hour left of the film. Yeah. So that's when I can hold my pee. Wow. Max you never eat in the cinema. Sorry, I'm one of those people. No, I would agree with that. No drink either. Can't understand why you want to miss part of the film to go to the loo. Again, yeah, completely understand that. Um, yeah. When you see people, literally when you see people walking in with popcorn fucking nachos and a massive drink you're looking at going right you're going to be complaining later on how expensive the cinema is to go to now but the thing is those people 
I probably go in to the cinema. They probably go once every once. few months. Yeah. And it's a night out for them. Yeah, fair enough. Fair comment. Fair comment. Mm. Whereas uh, we go too much for it to be that. Yeah. Andrew Jones. Um, back when I went to cinema above the Sainsbury's, their box of Rocky Road Bites would last a four movie day oh. nicely. That's a really good like. Yeah, yeah. That that's a. I can see. I can see the sense of logic in that. One of those Rocky Road tubs from Max and yeah, Max and just sitting in one Because Rocky Road is... Um, quiet. It's quiet. The boxes are fairly quiet. Yeah, yeah. Um, and if you're doing like a a couple of movies mm-hmm. in a day, you're wanting to get them so they're close together. So you might go five or six hours without eating. Yeah. So shower. just a little bit of a... Mm-hmm. Yeah. High that's sugar. A, Keep your energy up. Yeah. I can see the logic behind that. There's thought on it on that. Um... Okay, so you're going to have to rephrase that question for next week, aren't you? Like, yes, I am going to have to rephrase that because I, I clearly I suck. Uh, but we've established that many times on this Aww, podcast. I think you're great. Uh, you also think I suck. Yeah. You also think I suck. Oh, yeah. um, In a great way. Questions. Um, Rick Kidd. Uh, <laughs> oh, I will better it. Ian, do you have like a smoothie snack when you're watching movies at home? That you sometimes like to indulge in. Well, no, if you're going to re-ask it next week, why don't we do our answers then? Fine. <coughs> Rick Kidd, uh, are there any sub-genres of films which are no longer slash rarely made that you'd like to see come back, e.g. Sword and Sandals epics, big ensemble cast disaster movies, or ensemble war movies? I'd like to see more heist movies. Oh, that's a good shout. It's a good shout. It feels like we had, because we had the Oceans movies, mm. people decided we didn't need them anymore. Mm. But they were like 20 years ago. Yeah. And I do like war movies, but unfortunately, I think we've exhausted the wars that have already been, and to have another one, we'd need another war. So I anticipate a lot of Russian, Ukrainian. Yeah, but they're not interested in the same way as the, 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 the Gulf War ones just weren't interesting. No, no. Oh, oh. I want future war. I want the first five minutes of Terminator 2 for an entire fucking film, but not like Termi- the fourth Terminator. The like, at night with fucking lasers firing around all over the place and shit. That's what I want. No, you want that, but at a more on a semi-practical effect level. Yeah, boy. Yeah, let's fucking go. That, but yeah, directed. Time for that. that, but maybe directed by Neil Blomkamp, like we possibly were going to get at one point. Mm, mm. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. That would work. That would work. That would work. Yeah. Um, Heist movies is a good show. Thanks. Yeah, um, yeah, it is. I thought I'd get in there early. I, I would say, um, sort of day in the life um, Gen Xer movies that you got in the 90s. That were just like like dazed and confused and um, fucking suburbia and you slacker by record. and things like that. They're not timely, so it'd be day in the life Gen Z movies of them just making fucking TikTok. Yeah, that, but that's that's the problem. It'd just be like it, it, it would be really fucking dull. It, it would be six kids sat in someone's bedroom talking to other people on their phones, yeah, yeah. complaining that their friends never engaged with them. Yeah. Fuckers. Um fucking kids suck man. <laughs> um Yeah. Um Dylan Black I already did send him a question another day. Let me know if you can't find it. We did find it, I'll have to refind it again in a second. Um Marcus after seeing what is it, who's your favourite what is it? 
I'm not getting a reference here, so I'm going to try and find this. So what? What is it? I think is that the Crispin Glover directed film? I don't know. Um... What is it? Is the yes, it is the Crispin Glover directed film. I've never seen this actually. I need to watch this. Mm. This is one that he randomly takes around film festivals, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, that's it. Um. I mean, you know, favourite, what is it? I almost think, is that not a reference to Mark saying, what is it? It could be, yeah. <laughs> but it just, it, like, but it's not just the, like, actors or anything like that. You say that about all sorts of things. <laughs> but I, I I, think I need a bit of a, more of a definition from Mark Assisi on this. Yeah. Sorry, sorry. So this is a fine yeah, thing next week and we will, we will cover it. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, please. Probably more extensive than we than anticipated. Yeah, I honestly, I honestly don't know how to frame my answer at the moment. Uh, right, we did get. Um... I don't want to watch that film now. It sounds intriguing. Hello, Black Lanterns. I have a question for you. The show. I missed your call out from last time, so in case I do it, cast your fellow hosts in two films. They can be new or old uh, properties, but must be one they'd love to be in and one that would be the idea of total hell. Fucking hell. That's a question. All right. Uh, Mark lives with Paulie Shaw uh, in an apartment. Becky plays Paulie Shaw's new girlfriend. (laughs) (laughs) That doesn't actually have to be an actual movie. Oh, does oh an actual movie? Yes, ask me an actual movie that, 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 that you're getting cast in, one oh. that you'd love to be cast in, and one that you'd hate to be cast in. So I'm going to cast you, what, Ian, okay. in. No, no, in... No, yeah, I'm going to cast no because you're going to probably say something similar to me. I'm going to cast him like in the cut or something, some erotic thriller that's going to make him really uncomfortable. But, but what, like, what, what she Can I be in the Meg Ryan role? You are. <laughs> yeah. Can I be in the Meg Ryan role and just get my fucking pile drive by Mark Ruffalo? Yeah. That'd be fine. Go for it. Because uh, what I'm going right. to cast you in that you'd like is inside Llewellyn Davis. <laughs> oh shit! Which role? What like Llewellyn? Yeah. yeah. Oh, and I just get to walk around snowy New York. Yeah, I think you'd love that. Oh man, I would. Love um, that. And the role I'm going to cast you in that you would hate. You would absolutely fucking hate is oh god I've got his fucking name now. Give me two seconds. Um, so so you've got to be in this role. In my brain, you've got to be playing this role as the actual person, as the actual character, but in your soul, you are you. So you know yourself so, so there's that. And it's the right. Tom Skerritt character in Poison Ivy. Okay, I, I don't understand the reference, but I'm sure people are laughing. Um, oh no, is it? Is it the one that Drew Barrymore like cracks onto? Yeah. Oh no. <laughs> so you're playing a Tom Skerritt character, having to do all the Tom Skerritty bits, but in your brain of your, in the Batman of your soul, in your echo, to use an Adam Project thing, you know everything that's going on. No, I don't like that. <laughs> Uh, Becky, one that you'd like would be, um, I think you'd like to be uh, in uh, Big Trouble in Little China. Who am I? I? I think you'd probably like to be, what's her name, the reporter. What's Margot. Her name? Margot, I yeah. would love to be Margot. Yeah, I, think, I think you'd be good at the Margot bit, <laughs> yeah. Um, 
and one that you hate. Um, oh, I'm trying to think of a movie that I like that you hate. I've got one that I'd hate. What? The Jamie Lee Curtis role in True Lies. Having to do that dance. Yeah, I don't think that... I, I, I don't think you'd hate that that much. Um, I don't know. I don't know. I can't think of one that you'd hate. See, I can't think of Okay. Uh, Mark would love Biodome. I would love Biodome. Finally. <laughs> I would love Biodome. <laughs> Um, trying to think of a hate now. Um, hmm. Hmm. It's probably one screaming out as well. See, there's too many that he'd love to be in. Because he's just like, yeah, that's, that's, with his head out of a window, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, that's, yes, yeah, that's very good. I think you'd um, be at a oh, shit. weekend at Bernie's as one of the boys. Oh, okay. You're in no. Weekend at Bernie's as one of the boys. That's the one you like. You're in Weekend at Bernie's as Bernie is the one that you'd have to enjoy it. I'd be fine with that. No, I'm... I know, I know, I know. Go on. I got it. Eddie Redmayne in the Fantastic Beasts series because you'd just be so bored. I'd <laughs> be confused and bored. And you'd be getting told how magical all this stuff is and you'd just be like, no, it's not. It's not, this is shit. Fuck off. No, it's not. This is, sh- yeah, this is shit. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> Um, Gandalf in the Lord of the Rings movie having to put up with Hobbit bullshit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've got no specs. In a similar way to Ian with the Tom Skerritt character, you are Elena Haim in Licorice Pizza. Oh, gross. <laughs> oh, that is gross. <laughs> I'm good at this game. Uh, yeah. So you got I'm tapped out. Like... Fucking hell. One that you wouldn't like. No, I can't think of anything that you wouldn't like. <laughs> You'd just fucking love it. You'd just be like, yeah, no, Gandalf. Gandalf? Yeah. Oh, God, yeah. That's too... with Hobbit bullshit. It's a lot of work, that. Mm. Just a lot of work. I would be there saying to fucking Samwise and fucking What's Frodo going, look, will you two just fuck so we can get on with this? <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, what are we covering next week, Ian? What a transition that was. Um, Actually, I did think of a like, joint one, but then I had to throw it out what? because he dies at the end. I'll follow that. True romance. Yeah, yeah we'll go right that. It's pretty good. It's pretty good. Um, so next week, uh, Ty West uh, returns um, with film that is ever so slightly appeared out of nowhere. Uh, it's been getting good reviews and is probably going to do fuck all at the box office. <laughs> uh, uh, but that would be X. What, what uh, I will say is, for, for, for all those people mm-hmm. who sit, who when stuff like X goes straight to streaming services, and you say, "But why don't these movies go to cinemas?" Please go and see it. Because that's the reason why. Yeah, yeah, probably need to put your money where your mouth is with it this weekend. Yeah. To be honest, because it kind of feels like you're not going to get too many films like that getting a wide release 
in the future. Unless so, this does, you know. if this does decent bank, then studios will start to go, fuck it, why not? Yeah, yeah, quite, quite. Um, so, yeah, X, uh, and also uh, a film that I think we've all been looking forward to for uh, varying uh, reasons. Uh, the Ben Affleck, Anna de Armas um Deep water. Blue Balls Fest Deep Water. Yeah. Um, this is Mark Nip, isn't it? So, yep. Yeah, bit of Mark Nip, bit of Mark Nip, but it will be fun. So, that's it, folks. Thank you very much for listening. Uh, thank you very much, Becky. Thank you very much, Ian. Thank you very much, Mark. Thank you very much, Ian. And we shall see you all next week. Take care. Bye. 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 <laughs> this podcast is part of the Pod Syndicate family. For more criminally compelling shows, articles, and conversations, head to wearepodsyndicate.com. <laughs>